Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, it's the frankly deceptively titled Regina's Legacy. I mean, that's what they're claiming. It's Mm. very tenuous. I'm not convinced. Very tenuous. I mean, it's just they're trying to get in the Regina stands here. (laughs) They killed her off too soon. (laughs) Well, they kind of did. They really did. Save that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean... Yes, her legacy is involved, but kind of incidentally, like this entire story could have happened without, quote, Regina's legacy. Very true. Yes. Hmm. Well, then we've got our objections to the title out of the way. <laughs> our objections have been noted. Yes. Uh, we'll dive right in with some taglines and blurbs. And the cover tagline is, a simple gift turns into big trouble. <gasps> Again, it doesn't really because... She could have done, Liz could have done everything that happens in this book without getting this gift. Yeah, this was this was going to happen either way, it mm. does seem like. Um, yeah, so our back cover tagline then is something to hide. <gasps> well, I guess some criminals have something to hide. They do, yes. <laughs> but I think they could, have come with a, they could have come up with a better back tagline than that, I feel. Mm, it's quite vague and not really relevant no you've got to sort of think of if, it, if you have to think about who it's in relation to it's not working yeah well here is the full blurb which i have never read before because i read this on the kindle <laughs> so this will all be uh, surprising to you to me listeners as it will be to you best of luck we're all counting on you <clears throat> when elizabeth wakefield receives a camera as a memento of her friend regina morrow who died recently how recently I mean, I know they keep saying in the last few months, her friend Regina died. It's like, come on now. That was like three years ago. Yes, it's about 30 books. Yeah. Well, when she received this memento, blah, 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 she never expects it to plunge her into a dangerous mystery. Then she takes a picture of three suspicious looking men. One of them tries to grab her new camera and Elizabeth only narrowly escapes. Oh, my God. Thanks to, spoiler alert, the best Wakefield. The best of all. (laughs) Watching TV that night, Elizabeth thinks she she sees one of the same men on the news. But this man is accused of being involved in a drug smuggling operation. I, I mean, yes, but it's more important that he is testifying against drug smuggling. That's true. This makes it sound like he is one of the, um, like, involved in a cartel or something. (laughs) Well, could this be the man in her picture? When the dark room at school is trashed, Elizabeth knows that something really strange is going on. Someone wants that picture and will do anything to get it. Oh, my God. That makes it sound a lot more exciting than it is. 
The thing is, this book, it had the potential mm. to be a much better book. Yes. It's like there's a good book in here somewhere. It is. <laughs> with a better B-plot. Oh, God. <laughs> and a bit more drama. Like, they just missed so many opportunities. I don't know like, which ghostwriter. The, the ghostwriter maybe wasn't up to the job. Maybe. They needed whoever took the uh, the one about Ronnie's gambling debts. That's who they <gasps> needed on this on this job. Yes. You know, that turned, a, that turned a kind of a nothingy story into like great fun, old-timey gangsters, oh hostage situations, like all kinds of great stuff. And this had the potential for mm. that, but it just didn't really deliver. No. I mean, a book that involves a Wakefield getting kidnapped should be more exciting than this book is. <laughs> like, we know what happens to them really often at this stage. Yeah, but even so, like... <laughs> milk a bit of excitement out of it even now (laughs) another kidnapping (laughs) i mean this is number seven book 73 so they you know they've been sugared away for a while but like we've had some bangers recently so Mm. they can pull it out of the out of the hash when they want to so i don't know sorry francine and co kate william whoever (laughs) was playing kate william this week you didn't give us your best sad but true it, yeah, it's unfortunate, but you look, this is this is the book we're on, so we'll just have to <laughs> plow through it. <laughs> if we had to read it, listeners, you can listen to it. You have to hear us bitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, well, can you describe the cover, which is quite good? It is. Now, it's not one of the more like dynamic ones, I suppose, but like, mm, you know, no. it's Wakefield centric. We've got some props. We've got some accessories. That's always exciting oh, in its own yeah. way um so yes it's liz um looking over her shoulder very suspiciously she's mm. kind of got it's a little bit like um was it the parent plot she had this kind of expression as well the kind of narrowed Ooh. eyes Ooh, true i wonder was that the same photo of john maybe because there has been a little bit of recycling i think in yeah. uh in in books or in some covers to come definitely um but yes so she is looking over her shoulder very suspicious she's got kind of a leather backpack mm. uh with very thin straps it's very very early 90s type of backpack it um, is isn't it yeah yes it's um, uh, sort of sagging down it's got no back support oh none this will make bits of her back like <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't do heavy in it um she is wearing it's i thought it was a shirt but it's actually more like a sweater isn't it like a yellow i thought it was like an anorak yeah, I think it's a sweater because it's got like um the kind of cuffs and the collar are like, uh you know the kind of stretchy. Hmm. I'm zoom. Let's see. I need to zoom in on it. <laughs> zoom oh, in on the you're photo. You're right. They are yes. Because I did, like I said, Karen had to send me a photo of the book because uh, like I said, I didn't have the uh, have the the my own copy. You're right. It actually does have sort of elasticated cuffs mm. and collar. Yes, I mean, it's and sort of she, an oversized collared sweatshirt. It is, yeah, because it, it was so baggy. I thought it was like another classic shirt uh, kind of situation, but no, it appears to be a sweater. And I do enjoy that it's coordinated quite nicely with the barrette in her hair because they're both yellow. True. Now, mm. now I'm zooming in on it. She doesn't even look that much like Liz. Like, if you told me this was a book about Amy Sutton, I'd believe you. Oh, yeah, or their or their cousin Kelly, who's oh, kind of like a knockoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's an unusual expression. So it just she doesn't look quite like herself. No. Um, but she is holding the camera from mm. from Regina, which is what we get into quite quickly. Um, True. and it's like a proper SLR, expensive fucking looking camera. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, she's it is a, a legacy after all. I guess yes, in 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 many ways actually. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, she's um, she's in full photojournalist mode. God help us all. 
<laughs> I suppose with that level of enthusiasm, we could jump right into the story. I don't see why not. <laughs> well, we begin at Sweet Valley High, where Jess is mocking Liz for joining the conveniently <laughs> recently established photography club. How handy. <laughs> yes. Um, and as she leaves Liz at the entrance to the club, she checks out the attendees and says, Geek City. No fun hanging around in the dark room with any of those guys. Just <laughs> <laughs> never misses an opportunity to be a massive prick. True. And these are all people that she's previously hung out with and goes to parties with. So I don't know what the attitude's about. They're all quite cool, most of the people in this club. So, yeah. Well, this says, you're terrible. And you can say that again. <laughs> I mean, many a true word. Quite the understatement. Mm. So then we get a twin comparison uh, in which Liz, well, we, you know, from Liz's point of view, uh, Liz, uh, we are told that whenever, when Jessica ever discovers what she really cares about, she'll discover a serious side. It's like, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Seems unlikely. I mean, what she cares about is herself and she still hasn't, <laughs> you know, uncovered any hidden depths, hidden shallows, maybe. But that's about <laughs> it. That's as good as it gets. So she goes into the Liz goes into the um, the photography room um, and uh, meets Patty and Olivia, who have apparently also just become addicted to taking pictures. I mean, yeah, that does seem to be the way everyone's just kind of like, yeah, let's just get super into photography right now. But like these cameras that they're using and like having to develop photos, those are expensive cameras. Yeah, <laughs> like they're all just splashing out for like a sudden hobby, like yeah. spending thousands or like at least hundreds of dollars on yeah. proper cameras. Well, I mean, they're uh, they're 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 committed photojournalists, or at least oh. Olivia is. She she wants to start taking pictures to go with her articles for the Oracle, and apparently that's one of the reasons that Liz. Uh, joined the photography club which told she already knew how to develop black and white film but she wanted to learn more advanced techniques when did she just randomly learn how to develop photos i mean well, look their curriculum in that school is is a huge question mark so maybe between random softball games they oh, teach them how to use a dark room i, mean, I don't know they've got a dark room the one my school certainly had yeah. by the way listeners was you know photography a curriculum subject in your schools because now we were pro- after we approved our on marine biology like all bets are off frankly. oh look yes it's fucking anacapa island all over again it's like <laughs> yes very it's totally normal to go to the fucking caribbean on a field trip <laughs> i did learn how to develop black and white photos in the quail though okay well like i did in college but i was doing like oh, yeah, photography was like yeah it was part of our course for graphic design so yeah, that kind of made sense well I did it on what is listeners the equivalent of Irish language summer camp except imagine a summer camp where it was if you were caught speaking English three times just got sent home without a refund it's, it's so camp. Oh, like American summer camp just seems so glamorous in comparison doesn't it oh, <laughs> to the grail tucked and the pan on tea frowning at you and the worst food you'll ever eat in your entire life <laughs> Uh, sorry, Indravon and Kalorst the Lurgan of 1992, but you oh, know that. Yeah. That's the cool one now, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, Kalorst the Lurgan, I went to the Gwaltok to makes like videos that go viral. That they was, go viral like at least once a year. Yeah. yeah. I was a kinner there, which was meant that I had to like allegedly force people to stick to the rules, which I really, my friends and I had no interest in doing. <laughs> But um, yeah, we did learn how to. They had a dark room there, so that was my one 
brush as a teenager with developing photos and it is really good fun but oh, it is yeah i just don't know when liz did it like i did it unless she she did it on some sort of summer camp maybe it's in the sweet valley twins book they have an entire you know what? maybe photo- it is mm, they have an entire <laughs> photography session <laughs> Well, did you learn how to do a full dark, you know, work in the dark room and develop stuff in your, as part of your degree? Yeah, like in first year, we were kind of doing kind of bits of everything. And yeah, we did photography stuff in, but we used to go to like Crawford, which is like the fine art college in Cork City to do it. So they had a proper dark room setup. So we'd go in and yeah, have to learn how to go through all the different bits and pieces. It was fun, all right. But like, I was not good at photography. So it was just like, (laughs) here's my very mediocre photograph. Well, you can tell us if this is an accurate depiction of the of the exciting <laughs> world of young photographers. <laughs> Liz thinks it could add a new dimension to her abilities as a journalist. I mean, if you say so. It's quite highly unionised, Liz, so they're not going to let you just take photographs whenever you want and just pop them in. <laughs> well, uh, so we get some blasts from the past with the rest of the crew. Oh, it's like a greatest hits of like recent <laughs> books here, isn't it? It is. Yeah, all the all the guys that we've just met. We've got um Claire Middleton is there and yeah. Andrea Slade, who we literally just met, um, with like recaps on everybody. So again, oh, yeah. bit of bit of a clip show buzz. Mm-hmm. Um Dee, Dee Gordon is here. Now oh, Neil Fremont is oh. here as well. And I'm still just <sighs> not happy about seeing him. Yeah, he's been like also, Andy is there. I mean, it's nice yeah. to see Andy. He has mm. been considering they've been exploiting his uh, his his horrific ex- uh, attack um, mm. to uh, to sort of give little PSAs on how Sweet Valley needs to come together in recent books. So it's glad I'm glad he gets to do something. But yeah, him and Neil. I mean. To know, like Liz, when Liz sees them together, she's glad to see that even though the two boys were no longer as close as they had been, yes, because Neil partook in a racist assault, horrible, Um, horrible thing, yeah, and they were still able to participate in the same school activities, such as the new photography club, and to treat each other with respect. And he owes Neil fuck all respect, absolutely jack shit. Like, I'm just. I'm a little bit surprised that Neil is so casually back in the fold of everything mm. and just like a, you know, random cheerful guy who's a tertiary character again. And it's like, no, man, I'm yeah. not get out of here. No, it's not. You know, he hasn't hasn't spent enough time working on himself. This is it. I mean, if Regina's death was supposed to be a few months ago, then this is like what, last week? Yes, this whole thing happened with friend against friend. You know, this is the kind of timeline we're working with here, and it's just like get the fuck out of here, Neil Fremont. I know. I was really shocked by that. I thought it'd be, and also, why can't they just have that Andy just there by himself? Why didn't he have to be there at all? There's no reason for it. Yeah, just fucking boot Neil out. Just let Andy fucking enjoy himself and not have to deal with this fucking guy. (sighs) Well, um, uh, it's. I mean. Andy is is one of many recent appearances because as well as Claire and Andre, there's also Tina, the mystery photographer, and Alan Waters, who I guess was the boy who like had some photography relationship oh, with her. Was, it was so vague, mm-hmm. uh, like my memories of this, but I do remember was, there was a book where one of the B plots was Penny's sister was sending photos to the yes. article. That's right. Alan Walters, though, wasn't he? He was somebody's... Was he like Robin's boyfriend for a bit? Oh, shit, he was. Before he went off with George Warren, who had been with Enid, I think. Right, he was the guy who got together with Robin back when she had an eating disorder. Spoiler alert, that's going to happen again. Yeah. (sighs) 
Um, sorry, we're, we're just, we sound really despairing <laughs> in this scene. It's bringing up a lot for us. <laughs> um, so yeah, Alan uh, Waters is there, last heard of, like in book four or whatever so it was. So long ago, yeah. And uh, Patty is there too. Yes. Um, and she's been doing some photos of dancers inspired by the painter Degas. Mm, it sounds like she's great because, yeah, people are looking at the pictures. Is it Liz or Dee Dee or someone like, yes, they remind me of Dega paintings. And it's like, all right, so Patty's amazing at this. I know. <laughs> her sound, her sound like some of the best. Yes, but, they like, really do. Um, so because Mr. Marks, who is the hitherto unmentioned um, faculty advisor or whatever of mm. the club, asks to see what they're look, working on. Never do really impressed by Patty because... Um, we've showed, like, and I guess she's Dee Dee's best friend, but like we've always sort of thought her thing was, was the was the performing was dance, like was ballet and stuff, uh, rather than photography. But I guess in Sweet Valley, if you're good at one thing, you're good at them all. This is true, yeah. And and what whatever they uh, when they're good at photography, all they take pictures of is the thing that we previously knew them for. Yes, that is very <laughs> true. <laughs> that is that's genuinely what happens that's all they're allowed to take pictures of <laughs> actually oh my god I'm thinking yeah. about the end of the book literally yeah. every single yeah. thing they do is related to the book that they starred in you stay on brand or you get the fuck out of this school <laughs> <laughs> well Mr. Mark says that maybe they can all work on a photography project to sort of make their debut as a club because they're a new club on the Sweet Valley scene mm. and Dee Dee has a suggestion yeah she says that the other day she made a collage out of some of her pictures so she's like what if the club worked on a giant mural um and they're all like yeah that's deadly <laughs> and um i think it's not fucking neil but he says uh, you know it needs some kind of a theme or something to unify the whole thing and elizabeth with oh like oh my god <laughs> she like this bitch literally has one idea <laughs> for that everything every for writing thing for for photography for a fucking making a video about oh, something there is the one idea and it is life <laughs> at sweet valley high i mean groundbreaking <laughs> as ever ladies oh god god <sighs> sorry that was barely an articulate grunt <laughs> I think I said, oh, God, God. <laughs> it wasn't even a proper exclamation. No, my notes just say FFS. Couldn't even be arse writing for fuck's sake. But I was thinking it. <laughs> of course, everyone loves this idea. So they're all going to create a photo essay on how brilliant Sweet Valley High is. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mr. Mark says that the photo essay in the form of a mural will be a great gift to the school right now and reminded of the very upsetting instance in Friend Against Friend and apparently, yeah, what they need is like a mural or so. They keep saying like what they, in the last few books since Friend Against Friend, that what the school needs is like some stupid dorky thing that will supposedly provoke school spirit as opposed to actual sort of anti-racist work. Yeah. Like, yeah, all your vague school spirit, we're a gang, is not really addressing the root of the problem. Not so much. Like, not everything can be solved with a fucking pep rally and some photos, like. Well, apparently it can, Karen. <laughs> apparently it can. <laughs> that is so not the attitude of Sweet Valley High. What am I even talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they think this, this photo essay will pull the school together because, as Andy observes, uh, everybody in the club has different interests, a unique angle on Sweet Valley High. And Dee Dee says when they put those perspectives together, it would be like a tapestry. So... Mr. Mark says they could present it in two weeks on Monday. That is a very short deadline. <laughs> it is a very, uh, yes, tight uh, time frame to be working in. Hmm. Uh, Liz can't wait anyway. 
So later uh, in the Castletall Wakefield, Liz and Enid are studying by the Wakefield pool when Liz gets a call. And who could it be from? Oh, it's Sky Morrow. Um, yes, because I think was it at the end of the last book, mm. they ran into each other at the mall or in town or something. And yes, uh, Sky has something to give uh, Liz that belonged to Regina. So she's just saying, oh, you know, sorry, I couldn't stop by when I said I would. Um, do you mind if I come over this afternoon? So she's going to drop over in the next 20 minutes. And uh, yeah, Liz is really excited to see what this mystery gift is going to be or what it is that uh, of Regina's that she's going to get I like how they sort of retconned the you know the, the cliffhanger at the end of the last book which is like Sky saying I'm going to come around tomorrow and then it's like oh yeah no I didn't I'm going to come around now like <laughs> keeping Liz on her toes very much so <laughs> so um, yeah she she comes round uh, within a few minutes and Enid discreetly waits by the pool when Liz goes in to greet her and we're reminded how beautiful Sky Morrow is of course I mean of course she was a model once don't you know so oh, it has to be true. mentioned every single time she's <laughs> making an appearance we have to be told how beautiful she is and uh, yeah she she looks a lot like Regina or Regina had like the same type of features and hair and all the rest so Liz almost starts crying because you know oh my god Regina um, and they both just feel a bit sad mm. about Regina for a bit at first and eventually she kind of gets to the point and <laughs> hands over a box and there's actually a photograph taped to the lid of the box which is a picture of of Liz and Regina together and apparently it's from the day of Regina's 16th birthday party um, which we yeah, never heard which, of before like again all this happened without our knowledge <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it was yeah the the gift that she had gotten when she was 16 was this camera that's in the box so uh, and apparently her dad used it to take the photo of Liz and Regina so it's all very touching and mm. lovely and uh, yeah Liz opens up the box and she's like oh my god this is amazing uh, because apparently oh yeah Andrea had been over at the Morrow's house because of course she's dating creepy old Nicholas oh, good um, one, Andrea, run. just like it girl um, but she had told Sky about the new photography club at school and that Liz had joined so then Sky was like oh I knew then that this was the right thing to give you and yeah that, that, this was clearly the right move and that Regina would want you to have this yes and um, uh, they're yeah, apparently Regina's like dad built her a dark room in the basement for her and she was like, learning yeah. to develop her own pictures when she died and... she was in her hole sorry now this is all <laughs> retconning bullshit it really is <laughs> Also, I, I love that, like, the just the con sheer contrivance of all of this. That, like, Andrea mentioned it to um to to Sky that uh, about that they were starting a photography club in school, which confirmed her belief that it's the perfect gift. <laughs> like, that, it's so unnecessary and contrived. Yeah, we don't need any of this. Like, just give her the camera and get out of here, Sky. <laughs> Well, Liz is touched and she thanks Sky, who does leave. And then Regina, um, Liz gazes at the camera for a while, has a little, has a little think about Regina. Very touching. Mm. We cut to Monday, where Liz and Todd ask Shelley and Jim, Shelley, basketball girl, Jim, 
her photographer boyfriend, you might recall. And if you don't recall, you will be reminded of it because this is the shitty B plot. <laughs> oh my god, this is this actually might be the worst B plot. And I feel like we said that a lot, but this one really is. No, I think it is. It's so <laughs> it's also insanely laboured and contrived. Um, Extremely, yeah. Because uh, yeah, when Liz and Todd ask this, ask the couple if they can join them, Shelley makes a joke about how there's already a third party with them, Jim's camera. And uh, very classy, Jim says. He's had the camera longer than he's been with Shelley. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, Jim. I'm actually on Jim's side for much of this because Shelley is so ridiculously unreasonable. It's true, yes. Oh, God, Jim. Gas man altogether. (laughs) Well, Jim bonds with Liz over going out with a basketball star because, of course, Liz is with Wizard Wilkins. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Todd jokes with Shelley about how Liz is always like she. He used to worry about Liz writing things about me. She had a notebook and pencil with her all the time. But now I've got to watch out for her camera too. Um, and we're reminded that Shelley used to hate Jim taking photos of her, and rightly so because he was doing them when he'd promised not to. Yeah, that is true. He was kind of a dick in that book. Yeah. But to everybody's amusement, apart from Elizabeth, Jim starts taking photos of Winston goofing around in the cafeteria. And when Todd and Shelley ask, why is he bothering to take a photo of that? Liz and uh, Jim were all sort of like, oh, we couldn't possibly tell you. Which oh, is- yeah. That was, um, yeah, I think earlier on in this, uh, or back when they were deciding to do the mural, Jim said, oh, we should keep it a secret from everybody so nobody knows this is what we're up to. Like, as if anybody gives a shit about this <laughs> fucking mural. But that's kind of the, the setup for a lot of stupid tension, Ooh, uh, tension. Is, is that this mural is supposed to be a secret. So yes. they're all just being mysterious and annoying right now. <laughs> yes. And like, the, I mean, I guess there is a point in it being a secret because it's so people won't be, ex, you know, won't be sort of on the lookout for them photo, you know, so they can do some sort of candid shots. Yes, exactly. Um, so it does make sense, but it does just lead to contrivance. And Jim could just say, it's a special photography project. That's literally all he has to is. say. <laughs> yeah. So when Todd asks, like, what do you do with this club anyway? Jim and Liz are all faux innocent and are like, don't worry about us. And Liz thinks that Jim's idea to make the photo essay a secret should certainly make the project more fun. I mean, maybe for you. Not oh for God, us. Oh my God, it's certainly not fun to fucking read about, I'll tell you that much. No. <laughs> we cut to the dark room and it's later on and Liz, Jim and some of the others are developing pictures. We're told that Liz, over the course of about two days, took three rolls of 36 Bill of 36 shots like, no <laughs> like I remember the days when you had to you know on film camera of course and uh, as most of us do and that is a, a lot it's so much and like film is also expensive <laughs> like, yes what are you doing did Sky chuck in a big box of it or something she must have done because this is ridiculous carry on altogether <laughs> she doesn't waste that much like <laughs> well, we learned that Jim starts the club as an like it's his sort of baby, and um, he shows Andrea how to work the developer, and she's understandably excited the first time she sees a photo emerging because that is cool. It is cool, yeah. But Liz is very easily amused because when she looks at it, she says, "What a riot!" 
Oh God! Describe <laughs> this photo because it doesn't sound particularly funny. Yeah, it's it's Andrea's dad jumping in the pool, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. So we're just reminded that her dad is rock star Jamie Peters. Uh, he's doing a cannonball off the diving board of their swimming pool, and Andrea's like, "Yeah, in private, my dad's kind of a goof." It's like, oh my God, what a lunatic jumping in the pool. <laughs> As opposed to, I don't know, being lowered down gently into the water. <laughs> well, Jim and Myers lizard new camera and she tells how she got it and says, again with the contrivance. It's funny, but when I use the camera, I feel close to Regina. It's almost as if she's with me, as if when I look through the lens, I'm seeing the world with Regina's eyes, as well as my own. <sighs> if you say she's so. Like- She's like, does that sound weird? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Get a grip. <laughs> Jim and Liz leaves and Jim reminds that those are left behind to lock up the dark room because they can't let anyone discover the photo essay. So oh, we, that's just a little bit of foreshadowing that this room is always locked. And mm-hmm. Yes. And then we get another deep cut. That got us very excited. We are literally texting each other about this earlier. <laughs> We were so happy and then it all went nowhere. <laughs> mm, yeah, but can you tell who we meet again? Oh, I know. It was so exciting at first. But yeah, we, we, we cut to Shelley in the locker room um, about to head out. She's just like sorting out her hair and then ready to head out. Shell, her best friend, Kathy Ulrich, asked. Yay! <laughs> Kathy! I literally just wrote down, Kathy, 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 Kathy! <laughs> I just got loads of exclamation marks after Kathy! Yeah, so excited to see her. She was so cool, and I was so sure we'd never see her again. Mm, well, but don't get your hopes up. <laughs> this was almost worse than nothing because we did get our hopes up, as we said, and uh, then it didn't. Uh, it just this is all we get from her. It's just, just it. like, it's nothing. asking where she's going, and yeah. Shelley says going to see Jim. By the way, it's implied that Kathy is on the basketball team, which I don't think she was. Oh. They're sort of changing after a game. Hmm. I can't so, remember if she was or not now, to be honest. Um, yeah, it just it sort mm. of struck me when I when I was reading it that like she didn't seem to be part of the uh, part of the gang or part mm. of the sort of part of the team. The last time when when Shelley was like having all these incredibly important matches all the time. <laughs> um, well, anyway, she goes off. That's pretty much all we get from her. Her only speaks in part. I got so excited, and then they just snatched her away from us. Oh. <laughs> So Shelley leaves Kathy oh, and goes to meet Jim and finds him deep in conversation with Liz and says, it's a good thing I'm not the jealous type, Jim, or I'd wonder about you spending afternoons in a dark room with beautiful blondes. Oh, God. Mm. Yeah, my <laughs> notes just say, ugh. <laughs> and Liz, uh, Liz Jim uh, is like, oh, you don't need to worry. And Liz is like, it's a meeting of minds. And Shelly asks how the club is doing and asks what Jim has been shooting. But he says he doesn't have it with him. And when he she points at his folder, he's like, oh, it's classified. And Shelly gets very obnoxious. Yeah, she's she kind of keeps pressing and she's like, come on, I just want to see what you're working on these days. What's wrong with that? And he's like, nothing. But then she's like, so hand it over. And she gets annoyed. And it's like, this is kind of coming from nowhere because like Shelly, Shelly's pretty cool. Like she's kind yeah. of a chill girl. And this is kind of like just forced tension. And it's it's really annoying. But this <sighs> is the gist of this B plot is Jim and Shelly being extremely annoying. <laughs> yes, it's basically this repeatedly. It's Shelly thinks that Jim is hiding something from her. And Jim... More, should just say it's a sec- it's a fo- we're working on a photo project. That's but the, it's all quite he has to obvious say. that he is working on a photo project. 
<laughs> no, it's, it's just, it's really stupid. It's very stupid. Of all the many <laughs> contrived tension uh, plot, plots in Sweet Valley, this is one of the worst. Yeah. Um, so the next day, uh, Jess is annoyed because Liz wants the car again. Um, and uh, Liz, Liz needs it for her photography. Jessica thinks that Liz has gone mad and says, you have to admit, it's not normal to take a picture of Liz Dalton in the middle of French class because what could Liz's project be? Oh, God. Okay, this is kind of amazing. Oh, yeah, Um, this is good. (laughs) Yes, she decided on her special angle for the mural just that morning. Uh, She would photograph Sweet Valley High (laughs) teachers doing what they did best. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. <laughs> <laughs> an apron was involved oh, it's only... <laughs> well <laughs> don't worry listeners she does shoot you know who <laughs> uh, well Jess says that Alan was shooting the cheerleader t- uh, the cheerleaders earlier on and says you photography club types are just a bunch of peeping toms uh, but Liz promises that she won't think it's creepy when all is revealed. And uh, they bid each other farewell. Liz gets the car. And who is coming with her? I mean, it was only in the last episode I feel like we were giving out about this. But we were. She's actually, they, they heard us because she's actually, <laughs> surprisingly, for like the first time in possibly forever, mm-hmm. uh, she's taking Prince Albert to the beach. Yes. She's actually taking the dog out. I'm actually shocked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, the two, uh, she, he, she's like, we're going to the beach, Prince Albert. And he gets all excited as well he might. Of course he does. He's a poor neglected dog who never yeah. gets to fucking go anywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, Liz heads to a slightly more sort of deserted beach than the usual like Sweet Valley Party Beach. And mm. uh, she takes some sort of generic pics while thinking. Oh, they sound shite. She's oh. taking pictures of driftwood. Like, it sounds awful. It's so boring. It's like, it's an old man walking by the shore. It's like, oh, great. Brilliant. Okay, Cindy Sherman. Like, it's it's just quite tedious. And yes. um, she... Uh, she she thinks fondly of, Regi- of Regina as she takes her generic photos and <laughs> then she decides she's going to sit down and hope she can hide in the dunes and catch people unawares. Yeah, like Jessica was giving out to her for being kind of creepy taking yeah. photos of people and, and this is her fully being <laughs> creepy and just like lurking on the beach to like jump out and take pictures of people. Like, stop <laughs> it. What are you doing? <laughs> you know? Well, after two hours... Hell. <laughs> Can you imagine how many terrible, boring photos she's taken in two hours? So much driftwood. <laughs> obviously, Sky Morrow was 100% like funding the film uh, supply because. It must have been, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, she spent a fortune. But then, just as she's about to whistle for Prince Albert, who of course is just left roaming wild and free, doesn't even know where he is, um, she sees a suspicious sight. Yes, the three suspicious men that we have previously alluded to. <laughs> um, they, uh, yeah, there's these three men running along the path uh, near where she's standing and there's something odd about them. And she realizes they're running too closely together and they're not dressed for jogging. So it's kind of a weird 
scenario that's going on. So the youngest guy is wearing jeans and a t-shirt. The other two men are in like their late thirties, practically ancient, <laughs> and they're wearing uh, like trousers and sports shirts. But there's something kind of uneasy about the scene as well, and there's a weird tension between them. So she's yeah. like, "Ooh, it's a striking image." So of mm-hmm. course she picks up her camera and and takes a photo of them. And one of the older men sees uh, what she's what she's doing, and he's all red in the face and angry, and um, tries to grab the camera. And Liz pulls it back, and then hears a menacing snarl. Yeah, uh, lucky for her, Prince Albert uh, runs up and jumps up on the man with his teeth bared. So the guy kind of falls back in surprise to give her a chance to run over to the car. Um, so yeah, this guy is still chasing after her. Uh, Prince Albert is then chasing after the guy, <laughs> barking loudly because <laughs> he's a fucking legend. Um, and uh, yeah, Liz then kind of yells for Prince Albert, who then like overtakes the guy because he's also super fast. Bound. Like, bound. He's he's like. He's super dog because in the like Jesus or Elizabeth is like peeling away in the car and like it's like as the car is moving nearly the dog jumps in the back and like he's a stunt he's, dog. He's jumped over an adult man into a car. Yeah, with a bound, Prince Albert overtook the man and leapt into the back of the convertible just as Elizabeth pulled away. Like, that is a super dog. Also, I hope she saw him coming before, like, jumping before she pulled away. Otherwise, she was just going to leave him there with these psychopaths. But yes, she gets away. Uh, Dog also in the car with her. So all is well. (laughs) And she she makes her get away. She does. But she in the in the rearview mirror, she sees the the, her pursuer shake his fist in rage. That evening. Todd picks up Liz and they head to Casey's and Todd asks if he can tell something is wrong. Uh, unusually perceptive of Todd. Mm-hmm. And when Liz tells him what happened, Todd is just so shit. Like, yeah, he's he's just so like, mm, didn't happen. Like, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, that guy sounds like a jerk, but I'm sure he wasn't trying to hurt you. He just didn't want you to take his picture. He's like, sometimes I even feel that way. And it's like, well, no, like this man that she didn't know chased her yes. to her car. Tried to grab so her camera off Tried her. to grab her camera. Like she was frightened enough to have to like make a, a proper getaway. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, you're overreacting. Like, fuck off, Todd. I know. Just, oh, it's an invasion of privacy. Ha ha ha. Um... So they leave and Todd has trouble starting his car. Another tedious little detail, which I guess has a, you know, it's a setup for something equally boring later on. <laughs> I know, it's like you couldn't even call it payoff, really. It's just... <laughs> no, um, but I guess it's so something later on doesn't come completely out of nowhere. But yeah, uh, yes, it's not, doesn't feel exactly natural. No. Well, uh, later on, Liz still can't forget the incident. And when, you know, the man was scary and she wonders what would have happened if Prince Albert hadn't been there to come to the rescue. Her Mm. instincts all say that it was dangerous, but she has no way of proving that and thinks all she had was a feeling and a roll of film. (laughs) And eight other rolls of film as well (laughs) in her backpack. (laughs) On Wednesday, Jim is delighted about how busy the dark room is because everybody's gone photo crazy. <laughs> and uh, Liz um, was waiting to develop her latest roles of film, including the beach pics. We get a very long, tedious description of how she does it. Oh my God, it goes on for so long. <laughs> it happens in real time. And she's got 36 pictures on this role, so like... She's yeah. here for a week. It's <laughs> like, yes, there are a lot of steps to developing photos um, from negatives and yeah. all like this. But Jesus, they really take you through it in fucking minute, unnecessary oh, detail. Oh, they do. If you think we go into unnecessary detail in this podcast, listeners, well, 
read this book and they'll show you what unnecessary detail really looks like yeah it's it's the it's the kind of arty version of when they go on about like a football match for like eight pages right or the description of a basket of like Shelley playing basketball exactly you can sort of skim it it's actually quite handy when you're you know when I'm doing my like (laughs) six thousand words of notes so (laughs) just go photo talk sports talk (laughs) skip to end yeah handy (laughs) You're like, oh, good. This is that takes that takes care of like ten pages. <laughs> well, uh, when Liz develops the photo from the beach, she feels vindicated because the the vibe is is not okay in that photo. Yeah, it is a weird photo. There is something strange about the scene and about these three guys. Uh, and she realizes that the guy in the middle has this kind of pained expression on his face, and he looks really uncomfortable as if he's being forced to run, which is a weird way of saying he's clearly being chased. Yes. Um, well, no, they're holding on to him. They're holding on to him. Oh, they're on either side of him. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of holding him like, and like running through the dunes yeah, with him. It's, I, I guess. Um, but yeah, so she yes, she, she sees the guy that that ran after her and tried to snatch the camera, and then this third guy who's quite young and attractive, mm. uh, and is watching the man in the middle very closely as if he thought that he might try to get away from him. So she's like, "Ooh, the photo is like a cryptic message." So she wants to to figure out what's going on, right. and um, yeah, spends like. Oh, the, yeah, the rest of her time then is spent uh, doing her other photographs of... Uh, yes, her other photographs. Yes, <laughs> including a few photographs of her French instructor, Ms. Dalton, and a few of Mr. Collins! <laughs> <laughs> you know, if he can't be properly in the book, I'm just glad that we can have at least mentions of lots of photos oh. of him. <laughs> Lots of photos, and they're not small, listeners. Yes, he's uh, the faculty advisor for the Oracle and Elizabeth's favourite teacher at Sweet Valley High. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. He's so exciting. (laughs) That should have been the cover. Um, But uh, she keeps these photos separate from the beach photos. And um, for some reason, uh, I mean, for some reason, it's contrivance. Uh, When she leaves the dark room, (laughs) she puts all the photos in her little cubby hole in in the dark room apart from the photo of the men on the beach and that she puts into her bag and she takes the negative um the strip of negative the negative strip containing that photo and she puts that in her bag too so neither negative nor print are yeah. left behind in the dark room and i mean taking the photo with her you can kind of understand because they do make a whole point of it being on her mind and that she mm. can't stop thinking about it and it's like okay fair enough but then her taking the negative is pure contrivance like yeah yes exactly <sighs> well um she uh, apparently the, the project is causing tension in many couples. Get a reminder what an absolute prick Nicholas is. Oh God, yeah. Um, this is oh Jim can oh yeah we're, we're in Jim's kind of point of view I think here. But yeah. here's Andrea chatting to Claire, uh, who's saying Nicholas is getting jealous. He looked in the folder <laughs> I keep my pictures in, and there were about a dozen pictures of Max Dellen. I decided to photograph the Sweet Valley High musicians for the mural. So they're kind of chatting about uh, who Max Dellen is, and I suppose they're both kind of new. So they're like, oh, the, you know, the Droids are this really popular band or whatever. So now Nicholas thinks I have the hots for Max. Like, shut up, Nicholas. <laughs> you've been going out with her for like a week if even like and yeah Andrea's kind of saying how she's trapped because she couldn't give away the the photo essay project and I couldn't think of another reason why I'd be following this guy and taking pictures of him and it's just uh, this whole like let's keep it a secret thing it's just so stupid just like all, say- all, all you just say is it's for photography club. yes you don't have to give away like the magical big project <laughs> yeah. also Nicholas isn't even in school 
I know, God, just get a job, will you, Nicholas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't forget, he's working for his dad in his computer firm, but he still oh, has to keep popping over to buy software <laughs> on the wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Jim um, asks uh, asks everybody to stick around and go through, you know, what they have for the project so far. And um, Liz arranges her eight by tens <laughs> Miss Dalton and Mr. Collins. Well, yeah. Along with others, including pics she snapped when she sneaked into the faculty lounge. This is creepy and weird. Like, this is not okay. Not, no. Like, you're <laughs> not, not. There's a reason you're allowed in the staff room. I know, yeah. And, like, it's funny as well, though, because there's such a clear hierarchy of teachers because she's got an 8 by 10 of Mr. Collins next to one of Miss <laughs> Dalton. And underneath them, it's like 5 by 7s of Mr. Russo and Mr. Fellows. It's like, fuck those guys. They don't warrant an 8 by 10. <laughs> no, I'm surprised Mr. Collins has got a life size cardboard cutout. <laughs> the dream. <laughs> well, Jessica barges in and the club tries to hide the, you know, all the picks that are all over the table. And Liz just, she's looking for the car keys from Liz and Liz just throws them at her and shoves her out. And then Shelly turns up and Jim sort of bundles her out the door. And she's genuinely really, you know, pissed off. Yeah. It's so obviously it's just a club thing. Like, why does she think that it it reflects on her? I know. And they keep kind of... This is it. And it keeps, they keep kind of making this big serious thing out of it about how, you know, oh, it, it wouldn't be too long before Shelley would, you know, soon enough she'd discover the photography club's secret. And it's like, it's just a fucking mural. Who cares? Oh my God. Uh, it's really, it's, yeah, this B plot stuff really just bothered me so much. Me too. I was actively so angry about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next day, uh, Lila suggests that the photography club are doing satanic rituals because um, that's kind of being so secretive about things. I wish that that would have been a good book. I mean, there's your fucking B plot. That's something actually yes. exciting, not like we're taking boring photos and can't tell anybody because it's secret. <laughs> it's like, no, let's get weird with it. <laughs> well, Jessica wonders if Alan is trying to jinx the cheerleaders with his photos. Um, but of course, uh, she can't care too much about other people for long. And doesn't think of it again and um, because that would involve looking outwards rather than inwards but then they drive off in the fiat spider and jess realizes that a car is following them and what happens is like i swear to god these people are fucking unhinged can you tell us what happens next um so yeah jessica notices uh that they're being followed mm. and uh Lila lowers his sunglasses and stares blatantly at the driver of the other car. She's like, he's pretty cute, Jess. So Jessica can't really see the guy from the rearview mirror. Uh, all she could tell was that he has blonde hair, but out of the corner of her eye, she could see the smile that Lila was flashing at him. So she's like, how cute? I was like, extremely cute. Maybe you should pull over. I'm serious. Like, why are you trying to get murdered? I know. Like, I don't want to victim blame, but this behavior is deranged. Like, someone's following me. Better pull over because he's fucking yeah. cute. <laughs> Well, we're told if Lila said the driver of the light blue convertible was extremely cute, then he was extremely cute. Jessica and Lila clashed on a regular basis. But if there was one thing, there, there was one thing they always agreed on. Good looking guys. Yeah. So she she pulls over. Uh, the other car pulls over, too. And then it's like she hears so the car door. Lila's like, here he comes. Wow, he's gorgeous. Like, girls, pull away quickly, please. What is happening? <laughs> well, he is a hunk. And he's wearing a, oh no, 
does that count as um oh yeah. no you can go for this one it's like sure. i don't care about boys clothes <laughs> they are always pretty boring and uh, he's yeah. wearing a tight t-shirt and he has white blonde hair Ooh. and she realizes he's about 19 or 20 run <laughs> run please oh god do we not have enough age inappropriate well i was gonna say relationship but it wasn't actually a relationship but do we not oh, have enough true. discussion of the last time i mean really um but anyway jess is delighted she's pulled over with this old man <laughs> and uh yeah he surprises her by with what he says first yeah he says he wants to apologize uh mm. for what happened at the beach a couple of days ago so jess of course is like what is this and of course realizes aha he's mistaken me for liz uh she's like it happened all the time but then she's like okay what's happened at the beach uh lila obviously doesn't know what he's talking about so jess just kind of you know snaps into gear because he's a hot guy she's not going to waste an opportunity Mm -hmm. so she's just like oh that's okay it was nothing (laughs) and uh, he kind of goes on to explain that oh you know my friend has a temper he didn't mean any harm and Jess is like oh apology accepted although she still had no idea what he was apologizing for (laughs) you would think alarm bells would ring if somebody says my friend has a problem with his temper yeah like maybe I should you know put the car in gear and get the fuck out of here but no (laughs) Um, yeah, so she's like, oh, clearly this guy and Liz met at the beach and Liz obviously didn't have any interest in him because she has a boyfriend and she's unutterably loyal and dull. So Jess is like, lucky thing I'm not tied down like that. <laughs> um, so she's just like, yeah, deadly, let's fucking go. And your man's like, oh, by the way, I'm Chad. So they introduce each other themselves. I mean, and uh, yeah, he's practically ignoring Lila, which is all the better for Jessica. So mm. she gets to really revel in this uh, and he's definitely flirting with her. And then he's like, oh, you wouldn't happen to have a copy of that picture, would you? So of course Jess is like, okay, what's going on here? Something to do with photography club, some bullshit. Like, I tell you, she's so good at keeping her cool and just like lying on the spot when a hot guy's involved, isn't she? Yes, pretty much. Um, because uh yeah, she she's she just sort of bluffs her way through this whole thing, like when she <laughs> says she's just developed this photo. Um <laughs> Yes, I guess it's in the dark room. I mean, she must be pretty convincing because he does believe her. This is the thing, yeah. And like it even says, the second fib always came easier to Jessica than the first. It's like once she gets going, there's most of her, basically. (laughs) (laughs) So this guy, Chad, when he's like, oh, I'd love to see it. And she's like, oh, no, it's in the dark room. It's uh, it's drying. (laughs) So Uh, she just kind of hopes that he doesn't know much about photography because she's obviously just, you know, making shit up as she goes along. And um, he's like, oh, you know, well, maybe when it's dry, you'll let me see it. So then she's like, oh, great. You know, obviously we'll have to go on a date for this to happen. <laughs> um, so he's like, why don't you give me your phone number? And obviously she's delighted with this. Yeah, uh, hands over her phone number to this hands random over man. her phone number to a stranger who is much older than her. And he's like, yeah, cool, I'll call you. So she's just delighted yeah. with how all this panned out for her. And her bluffing slash lying seems to have gone very well. Yeah. So when he leaves, she lords it over Lila, who says, he only picked you because he thought you were Liz. And um, otherwise, the Fowler charm would have prevailed. True. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Jess is delighted to take advantage of the mistake and uh, she's very pleased with herself. Absolutely. Delighted with herself, yeah. Mm. So uh, later on, um, they, her and Lila leave the beach because uh, that's what they were off to earlier. And Jess turns okay. down a trip to the Dairy Burger with Lila because she has to go home and bake dinner. And she can't wait to brag about Chad to Liz. And we're told she doesn't even feel jealous when she drops Lila at Fowler Crest, though usually the enormous Spanish-style mansion with its fountain and sculptured grounds, mm-hmm. one of the most opulent residences in Sweet Valley, <laughs> caused Jessica a pang or two of envy. 
<laughs> you know, how could it not? <laughs> Spanish style mansion. I don't know if you've ever been told it's architectural style before. Mm, that's true, actually. When did they get Alice Wakefield in for the rest of it? Oh, well, I don't know now. I'd say, I'd say that would have been name dropped a few times if, mm, if Alice true. got that job. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Je- Well, when Jess arrives home, she tries to tell Liz about what happened with this mystery man. And uh, But Jess or Liz is in a hurry getting ready to dine in Todd's house. And so... Um, Jess basically doesn't try to tell her, doesn't have a chance because Liz is like, oh, I have to get ready. I have to go out the door. Um, so basically an opportunity missed and an opportunity for confusion gained. Absolutely. Yes. She's just dying to talk about it. She ends up bringing like Amy and then Kara uh, just to tell somebody about yeah. her, her amazing triumph over Lila, basically, <laughs> to uh, to get uh, Chad to ring her in a couple of days. Um, yeah. So and Liz just kind of hurries off out the door. Because, yeah, I think she does try to tell her again, like after she's off the phone with the girls and Liz is out of the shower. But just Liz just isn't interested. She's like, oh, it's of course, it's about some new boy. It always is. I just don't have time right now. So tell me tomorrow. And Jess is really in kind of a huff about it. Um, so she's just like, right, well, feck her. I'm not going to tell her. I'm going to uh, keep more to myself. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. It's, as if Liz would care. I know, like she's all Jessica does is bang on about boys. It's like, okay, another one. Cool. I've actually got somewhere to be. So I'll see you later. Yeah, it's not like I'll show. Oh, she's shown me. Yeah. yeah. Well, we cut to Todd's mansion where Liz thinks that his parents haven't changed despite their new riches. And when she and Todd turn on the telly, uh, they goof around annoyingly because Todd is like, oh, what will the news be? What will this mysterious photo club of sweet valley high it's like oh yeah we always know when they start flirting it's just unreadable (laughs) time to skim (laughs) (laughs) unbearable flirting one page (laughs) yeah well then they notice the actual news and it's dramatic Yes, there's a a report from Washington where there has been an unexpected development in this major drug inquiry underway in the Senate. So when like hearings resumed today, one of the chief witnesses took everyone by surprise by recanting his previous testimony and offering a very different story. So uh, Todd kind of fills in Liz on on what you might have missed, that this guy was supposed to testify against some major (laughs) drug dealers. um, And this guy, Ron Hunter, was supposed to name the participants in what is believed to be the most widespread drug operation in the US. But then today he denied having ever been involved in any illegal activities and his latest testimony cast doubt upon the very existence of the drug ring. So Mm. it's all very dramatic, you know, in places that aren't Sweet Valley. (laughs) Yeah, we could have a whole book about this, people, but no. (laughs) But um, they show a picture of a guy flanked by two security guards on the screen. And Liz is like, oh, my God, that's the guy. Uh, She's like the man at the beach in my photograph. He was the man in the middle of her photo. Um. And she's convinced, yeah, that, that they show some picture of this guy, Ron Hunter, on the news. And she's like, this is him. This is this is the guy that was in the photo. Yes, he's uh, he he is the, the mysterious man. <laughs> and uh, she has to find him. Of course, Todd, by the way, dismisses this. Like, yeah, of course, of course he does. Um, he's like, you know, there's a bit of a resemblance. I don't know if that's really the same guy. Um, and he's also like, well, you know, you took the picture two days ago and this guy Hunter has been in Washington all week testifying. And Liz is like, yeah, but still. 
Um, so Todd's just like, oh, you know, this picture just reminded you of this guy because he's also standing between two men. It's like, shut up, Todd. Really? Come on. <laughs> what is this? Um, but yeah, he just kind of keeps dismissing her suspicions that like there's something going on or something doesn't add up. Um, so she's like, you know, and like, why would that bald man try to take my camera away? He might have actually hurt me. And again, Todd just just doesn't really believe her that there was anything serious going on or that she was in any kind of danger and thinks that she's kind of getting a bit far fetched trying to connect what happened on the beach to this like drug investigation in Washington. Hmm. Um, well, they uh, I mean, the, it's I think it is kind of obvious, like you would see she did see this man with her own eyes. Yeah. So I, th- you know, she's got a, a a good a good reason to to um, trust her instincts here, and um, yeah, she notices that the man is uh, in the picture is wearing a t shirt with the lettering, and realizes they can enlarge these these letters. So that's their mm-hmm. next assignment. Yes, in the dark room tomorrow after school, they reckon they're gonna have a go and see can they do some some decoding of yes. <laughs> what's in the photograph. And Todd does agree to help properly. Yes. So next day on the way to school, Jess bags the car on the way home and Liz ponders telling about the mystery but thinks it was a pretty convoluted story and it was still too complicated and vague which can describe this book. I mean, describes a lot about this book. Mm. Yeah, very true. <laughs> and the other Sweet Valley books in fairness. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jessica tries to provoke Liz into asking about her news from the night before because apparently she's really outraged that Liz isn't like dying to know the latest details of her boy crazy life. Yeah. Um, and when Liz doesn't take the bait, she flounces off. Oh God! Yeah, she just kind of hops out of the car and goes, "Oh, forget it!" Um, and heads off. I think they're on the way into school at this stage. Yeah, they um, are. Yeah. And then Liz kind of remembers that Liz, that Jess had been trying to tell her about some cute new guy she'd met, and she's like, "Oh, I must have hurt her feelings." Um, <laughs> so she kind of catches up with her, and she's like, "Oh, you know, tell me about this guy." But then there's cops uh, <gasps> at the the main lobby of the school, so everybody's like, "What's going on? Oh my God!" And what is going on, Karen? Oh my God! The um, there was a break in last night, and the dark room. Uh, was vandalised. It's all been completely trashed, but it's the only part of the school that seems to have been targeted. Mm, yeah. Mm, and Liz, yeah. Um, Liz, for some reason, has to wait till the end of the school day to go to the dark room, which I don't really understand. I don't understand yeah. why she couldn't go at lunch. True. Yeah. I don't know. Unless it was sealed because it was <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, when she go, arrives there, she finds Mr. Marks in the photo gag amid the wreck- wreckage and like the equipment has been wrecked, all the films been pulled out and exposed and it is actually sad. It is because I mean, like I know their photos didn't sound very good, but you know, they worked hard on them and yeah, all your your film being ripped out and just exposed to light, like that yeah. does just wreck everything and yeah. they had put a lot of work into it and everything's just been kind of ruined now. Yeah, so it is horrible. Uh, Jim wonders if someone was trying to sabotage our photo essay project. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> cares about your project. <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Mark thinks that somebody was looking for something. Yeah, um, he notices that all the folders have all been emptied out. So like where they all would have had little cubbies, uh, everything's been kind of pulled out and all everything's been gone through. And Liz kind of wonders if it's her imagination or wonders if her cubby looks like it's been disturbed more than the others because mm. all her pictures of her, her favourite teachers have all been uh, tossed back into the cubby. Phew, thank God, they're okay. Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> But any of her beach photos have all been kind of flung about at random and the plastic sleeves containing her negatives are all torn up and scattered. So she's kind of like, 
yeah, she she reckons look, they have been looking for something in particular, and she mm. starts to feel like it, she kind of knows what this is, and that it's to do with this thing on the beach again, and it's that photo. Yes, and now that the dark room is out of service, she won't be able to use it to enlarge the photograph, so she has to find mm-hmm. another way. Oh, no. Um. Meanwhile, Shelley's still being a fucking baby, as my notes oh, say about the oh, project. Damn. Oh, Shelley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We were rooting for you. Oh, um, your behavior is so unreasonable in this book, Shelley. But she's tired of not being allowed in the dark room. Why would you want to go into the dark room, weirdo? Literally, what are you doing there? If you're not developing photos, you're just standing around and being in the way. Exactly. Well, Jin had meant was meant to be meeting her at the Dairy Burger after school, but uh, now he's it's just not in his mind at all because he's with some of the other uh, uh, photography crew, um, trying to get the the their dark room um, kind of back in order and some of the machine equipment is like fucked beyond repair basically mm, but they reckon there's some stuff they can salvage because like some people's negatives have still kind of you know made it okay like and, and yeah. they haven't been completely wrecked so there's some stuff they can actually save um, and they kind of go through who, who took photos of what and it's like well you know we might actually still be able to put something together and if people's prints got messed up that's one thing but as long as the negatives are okay you know we can yeah. make new ones with the, the the tech we do have so they're kind of like look we can we can sort this out but so they're all kind of working really hard on it and the time does get away from him mm. but uh, yeah it's it's like an hour later before <laughs> he realizes he was supposed to have met Shelly at the dairy burger and it's like oh shit <laughs> but he's yeah. kind of like well you know she'll be mad but surely she'll understand you know when when she knows how absolutely fucked the dark room was and how messed up everything everything ended up being and surely she's heard about it because it's obviously like there were cops in the school it's like the talk of the town one would think yeah that would have spread so quickly that the dark room was wrecked like surely your first thought would be oh well there's Jim out of commission for a while so sorting this stuff out exactly (laughs) well uh, Jim runs to the Dairy Burger and finds another deep cut Shelley's leaving with Greg Hilliard Fucking Greg. And now this guy definitely was a dick in the book. He was. Uh, the, what was a perfect shot. Like, yeah, he was, he sucked because he was, he was really kind of patronizing and stuff to Shelley, wasn't he? Mm. And she had this massive crush on him and he only kind of started to like her when she was doing well. Or there was something dickish about him anyway, for sure. Yeah. And did he ask her to a dance or something at the end? And she was like, no, thanks. I'm going with Jim. Yeah, her whole thing was like, I don't need this guy, Greg, because he was a jerk anyway. And, you know, Jim is, is the guy for me. But yeah, she's um, yeah, she's heading off anyway in Greg's Jeep uh, when Jim gets there. And he's like, wait, what's happening? You're not leaving, are you? And she's <laughs> like, you bet I'm leaving. I've been hanging around here for hours. And like, yeah, OK, you have been left waiting, but it's not like you've been on your own because obviously your mm. friends are all there. So it's not really that big of a deal. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Shelley's just really kind of bitter. And she's like, oh, you know, don't bother telling me about the, the dark room or whatever. I'm sure it's all top secret. Um and yeah, Greg kind of laughs and it's all a bit shitty and she's just... Well. I mean, I know she, he was a dick already, but... True, yeah, but she's... to be a dick. Very much so. And she just, she's no interest in listening to Jim trying to explain himself. Um, and she's just like, no, whatever, I'm out of here. We're going to shoot some hoops. And they just kind of take off in the Jeep. And it's, yeah, it's lousy. Yeah, Jim is miserable and understandably yeah. so. Hmm. On Saturday, Liz calls Todd and uh, she's remembered that Amy's dad is a photographer and he has a studio and Liz has been in touch with him and he says they can he's not going to be there at the weekend, but they can use it on Monday after school. Um, so this is obviously good, good news. So Liz wishes they could do it sooner. And then after she hangs up from Todd, the phone rings and who could it be? 
Oh, uh, well, it's like a mystery guy who wants <gasps> to uh, speak to Jessica. Uh, and Liz is like, oh, she's not here. Can I take a message? And the guy's really blunt on the phone. He's like, when will she be back? And like Liz doesn't know because I think she had only just seen Jessica kind of dashing out of the house earlier on today, but had no idea what she was up to or whether she'd be mm. gone and like gone for 10 minutes or gone for the entire day or what. So she's just like, oh, you know, I, I actually don't know when she'll be back. If you just give me your phone number, I can give her a shout. And he kind of cuts her off. He's like, no, I'll try her later. Tell her Chad called. Um, and she's kind of, you know, still talking to him when he hangs up on her. So he's really so rude, rude and blunt on the phone. And she's like, who is this fucking guy? <laughs> so she's kind of just shaking her head going, God, what is, are these jerks that Jessica dates? Um, but yeah, obviously the name Chad doesn't mean anything to her. So she's just like, OK, whatever. And then Jessica appears again because she forgot some frankly disgusting sounding DIY hair, hair mask she's planning to apply at Amy or Lila's house. <laughs> Yeah, she was heading over to Lila's, I think, with Amy uh, and then realised that she'd forgotten her her hair goop. Um, mm, that has uh, apparently Amy, very goopy. Yeah, Amy, in all senses, Amy found a recipe in a magazine that apparently is going to give them great highlights, um, mm. which, no, this, no. Because <laughs> um, it's, um, what is it? It's mayonnaise, lemon juice, mashed avocado and beer, like all smushed together. And now like, in in isolation, I have heard of some of those things, like doing yes. certain things to your hair or yes. for like fixing certain things. And yeah, lemon juice and sunshine, whatever, maybe highlights. But All like, of them apart from mayonnaise, I have heard of doing things to hair. Mayonnaise? Oh no, is a ketchup I'm thinking of. Hmm. Oh. I feel like mayonnaise is, is meant to be good for making it shiny because like really? the egg. Yeah, oh, the, like the eggs. egg, yeah, egg yeah, white or that would kind yeah. of do that. Mm-hmm. Um Mashed avocado actually is a new one, but I think beer, yeah, is meant to be good for like shiny hair, Indeed. this kind of yeah. thing. But yeah, all of them smushed together really does sound horrific. Yeah, and uh, it just sounds quite, um, it's, just, it's quite pungent as well, all those things mm. together. Yeah, that's, uh, and you'd imagine lemon juice and mayonnaise, that would kind of curdle oh, as well. Like, yeah, I just no. wasn't very thinking about it. Yes. So, <laughs> listeners, if any of you have tried this concoction, please let us know the effects. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you and your hair survived. So Liz gives the message, and Jessica says, if he calls again, give him Lila's number. Uh, and all that's like slightly pointless, this, you know, this little exchange, because mm. he doesn't call back as far as we know. And uh, yeah, I don't like th- there's so many there's so much pointless goings on in this book. It often feels like they're just trying to pad the word count out. And, you know, I can't blame them because I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> so, fair enough, Kate William. <laughs> we can't be too mad at you. <laughs> So we cut to Monday and after more problems with Todd's car, Todd and Liz head to Mr. Sutton's studio. And when she introduces Todd, Mr. Sutton says, of course, everybody knows the star of the Sweet Valley High basketball team. Why? Exactly. Why do they know him? (laughs) Why don't you all have jobs and lives to be getting on with? Why are you obsessed with a high school basketball team? (laughs) For the millionth time, I have to think that Mr. Hanlon, Suzanne's dad, had a (laughs) watch. Look, he was rude to Ken, so that's unforgivable, but points were made. Yes. It wasn't even a stopped clock can tell us the right time twice a day. Well, Liz and Dodd head to the dark room, and after, I swear to God, about 10 pages describing the fucking enlarging process. Like it is that long, isn't it? Yes, pretty much. Like it it really goes on. It's like she's 
Oh God, she's um yeah she's doing this technique to enlarge the photograph, but she does it like three or four times, and like the last one she does is like the biggest she could possibly get it. And it's like, why don't you just start with the biggest one? Save us all the fucking hassle. It's <laughs> okay. Get to the point. Why do you have to describe it so detail de- with such mm. detail? Beat by beat, yeah. Mm. Nothing is left out. Well, m- meanwhile. Uh, or sorry, she she could see. Um, I was jumping ahead of my notes because I was so bored by this. Just get this over with. Oh God! <laughs> they see that the T-shirt says Rick's place. Aha! Yes. So uh, that's that's a, a lead, a clue, something to go on. So yeah, but, she, uh, she. What's she going to do then? Oh yeah, she's going to find a telephone book. That was yes. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and they look it up and they find that it's a restaurant in Big Mesa. Uh-huh. So um, Liz tells Todd, I hope the food's good because we're going to Rick's place for dinner tonight. Well, there you go. Yeah, she reckons it's a long shot that your man or, or the, any of the guys in the photo will be there, but it's absolutely worth a try. Well, meanwhile, Jessica has come home and the phone rings again. And who could it be? It's Chad. Yes, he didn't have to <laughs> ring her at Lila's after all. So what was it the was... point of that scene where, where <laughs> Jess came home? Totally pointless exchange. Yeah. Um, yes, and uh, he he says, Jessica, I want to see you. And we're told Chad was so direct, so intense. Jessica felt tingly with anticipation. Oh, no. <laughs> it's also about 30. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all bad. <laughs> well, he says he'll pick her up at seven and reminds her again to bring the photo. Mm-hmm. So Jess decides that it must be somewhere in Liz's room. She just trashes it. She makes shite of that room. Oh my God. Like it's a proper ransacking. Like she's like Liz has things all stacked neatly on her desk and Jess just fucking wrecks the gaff. Like she is scattering her papers everywhere. Can't find the photograph there. She's like, oh, there's a file cabinet under the table. Sorts through the drawers. No photograph. She doesn't even bother to close the doors. Oh, no. It's like yanking open like her nightstand. Uh, finds a bunch of photos uh, in a drawer there, but they're all black and white photographs of Todd. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funnier if it was a drawer full of photos of Mr. Collins. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> um, yeah, but she's like, she's going through her jewellery box, goes through her wardrobe, like shakes out all her clothes, her bookshelves. She's, she's just flinging stuff all over the room. like literally ransacking it. Like, a, you know, a very brutal police force destroying a room looking for evidence. Yes, absolutely. And it's her yeah, sister's that's... room. I know, it's so bad. Like, And she's like yanking back the bedspread, throwing pillows on the floor. She absolutely like makes bits of the place. Yeah. yeah. And she thinks she would leave a note apologising for the mess. She doesn't. This was going to be the date of her life. Elizabeth would understand. She always did. And oh, more's the pity. Like more fool Liz, honestly, because yeah. This doesn't even come back like it's, you know, on Jessica, at least. It's just, yeah, this is just the usual for her. Just absolutely hurricane Jessica. Carry on. Well, she gets dressed, including her sweet Valley High cheerleading jacket, which I only mm-hmm. mentioned because it does become relevant to the plot. It's, yes, a plot point. So that's yes. okay. <laughs> um, don't worry. Um, and, uh, she's ready to go when Chad arrives. And he looks down at her, his light blue eyes glinting in a sexy half smile on his lips. Ready to go, he asked. Jessica stepped outside. Was she ever? 
<laughs> oh my god she is always ready to go at the drop of a hat this one but like while she's ready to go we should be ready to stop for a second <laughs> that's true because as you know very nicely done there Karen by the way and thank uh, you <laughs> we are very proud members of the Headstuff podcast network and every every week fortnight I was gonna say every week we like to share with you little uh little reminders there are lots of other great shows on the network and one of them is I know that face. Yeah, it's a podcast devoted to character actors. And it's a great title because it's absolutely about the type of people that pop up in loads of things. And you're like, oh, where do I know them from? So it's, uh, yeah, they discuss different actors in each episode. So they'll talk about people like Kelly McDonald, Jesse Plemons, like Bob Hoskins. These are all people that you do just see popping up all over the place. Uh-huh. Uh, so they're they're shining a spotlight on the uh, supporting players that often go unsung, but who uh, who put in really great work in some really great films. So you'll get some good recommendations out of it too. Yeah, so you can hear a little sample of it right now. Hello everyone and welcome to I Know That Face, the only podcast which honours the often underappreciated by the masses work of character actors. My name is Stephen Portia. My name is Andrew Carroll. Character actor is a supporting actor who specialises in playing unusual, interesting or eccentric characters. For whatever reason, these performers are less concerned with being stars. Because of that, they often take supporting roles in big movies or only play leads in indie films or TV. They're less concerned with their image. They can bounce between heroes or villains. They're chameleons and they often disappear into each role. So you might know the faces, but you might not know the names. So subscribe to us wherever you keep subscribed for podcasts and be on the lookout for that to come. And until then, uh, see you later, cinephiles. Bye-bye. And now... Back to Sweet Valley, uh, where, by the way, you can, of course, support if you uh, if you live in Sweet Valley or anywhere else in the world, you can support us on Headstuff Plus because <laughs> we are, you know, as we said, proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. But as you probably know, if you've been listening for a while. Um, pets, if you go to headstuffpodcasts.com, you can sign up to Headstuff Plus and support us for as little as five euro a month wherever you are in the world. That's right. Yeah. And uh, if you choose to do so, uh, you'll get access to our bonus content, which is, uh, as you, I'm sure you know by now, but just in case, um, it's Pi, Pi Beta Alpha, the most improbable sorority of all. Um, yeah, where we uh, discuss the Sweet Valley High TV show episode by episode. And that comes out in the weeks in between regular Double Love episodes. So you'd never have to go more than a week without some Sweet Valley nonsense in your ears. It's true. And we are having a huge amount of fun um, discussing the podcast or discussing the TV show over in the Pi Beta Alpha Clubhouse. And we have had a, a great response from our Pi Beta Alpha members who we all appreciate very much. And uh, just as a little, uh, little wet your appetite here, the next episode of Pi Beta Alpha will be discussing an episode of the TV show based on this very book. It's a bumper Regina's legacy, like double shot. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and it has to be said, the TV episode is better than this book. Oh my God, it's so much better. <laughs> it's like they could have learned a thing or two from the TV show, which I didn't think we'd ever end up saying, but you know, no. they, uh, they nailed it. <laughs> we are pleasantly surprised by the TV show pretty much every week. It's very um, true. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you can hear what we think about, about it if you sign up to, to Headstuff Plus at headstuffpodcasts.com and you can decide whether you're... Um, 
whether your contribution just goes towards us or you can share it without um, with uh, up to three podcasts or two other podcasts besides us but whatever you choose to do whether you just choose to be to support us 100% or you want to share it out you will get access to all the bonus content created by um by the by headstuff podcasters podcasters mm. um should really be podcasters i don't know why i like podcasters though yeah i was going for musketeers <laughs> mousketeers sort of vibe <laughs> but um yeah you'll get everybody's bonus content which uh which is great because there are so many fantastic shows so if you want to support us you know what to do go to headstuffpodcasts.com and sign up to support double love and now really back to sweet valley <laughs> for real this time <laughs> for real where uh liz arrives home to change before the ghost to rick's place finds a room ransacked like the dark room and thinks not surprisingly the criminals know where she lives yeah i mean you would be freaked i suppose to come home and find your room absolutely wrecked like somebody has just turned it upside down looking for something so it's it's not an unreasonable reaction not at all and uh thinks that they you know they know where she lives which is technically true because now they do but they just don't know it's her yes very true and they she thinks that they need to find these men asap so she and todd head off to rick's in the car chad just not even pretending to be interested, asks Jess all about herself. And she says, well, I'm a junior at Sweet Valley High and watches him for a reaction and thinks, was he going to think she was too young? Uh, Does anyone ever think that in these books? God, if only they did. (laughs) You would hope they would. But yeah, she kind of, uh, she realises after getting a closer look at him, he's actually a few years older than she initially thought. Um, So she's just a bit like, hmm. Yeah, maybe not like he's too old for me. I'm like, am I too young for him? Or does he think I'm too young for him? Because you should not be in this car, Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he, I mean, she's getting kind of tired of him because he doesn't really say anything. And uh, he's sort of smirking. Like she actually won't, she initially thinks he's half smiling and then thinks, or was it a smirk? At first she thought that the look was sexy, but now she was starting to find it annoying. And she asks what he does. He says, I work. And she asks, doing what? And he says, I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. <laughs> that's like Abigail last week. I mean, yes. it's a good vague bluff because when I was 16, I wouldn't have known what that really meant. True. Yeah. Like he's a bus- businessman. He's doing regular, a business. Regular businessman. <laughs> no further questions. <laughs> he's a legitimate businessman. Oh, he, well, he is a, a G. Even if he's not an OTG. This is true, yes. <laughs> uh, well, Liz is horrified, but he drives to a bowling alley. Why the fuck does he take her to a bowling alley? Like, what is happening here? I don't know why he does this. Because like, he's obviously just taking her out to get his hands on the photograph. Mm. So he's kind of like entertaining the idea somewhat that this is a date but yeah Jess is disgusted when he pulls over to Valley Bowling. And uh, apparently it's this really tacky bowling alley oh. and she's just she's fuming uh, that she got all dressed up and put on her hottest look for this bullshit. And uh, Chad just doesn't seem to notice her disappointment. He's also just chain smoking the entire time oh, yeah. that they're together. And it just sounds gross. Um, like he even says, oh, this will be fun through a cloud of cigarette smoke. And she's just like, <laughs> oh Christ, what am I doing here? Um, she's just like, this couldn't be his idea of a special date. And she's kind of hoping he'll just slap her on the shoulder and say it's a joke. And that he actually plans to take her for dinner and dancing. But no, they, they go bowling. Oh, they do. <laughs> this, this, this is a thing that happens. 
happen. <laughs> she eventually has to pretend that her shoulder's a bit sore to get out of uh, continuing. Oh, and- God. But it's funny because she actually, they kind of suggest that she's, bowling badly on purpose because mm. of course Jessica Wakefield is a fucking incredible bowler even oh, though she never comes to this because <laughs> it's like inspiration struck she's like okay I'll bowl but that doesn't mean I'll bowl well and she's like maybe that would be her way of getting a message across that there's other things she does a whole lot better and like she on purpose throws the ball into the gutter like over and over again and like knocks a few uh, knocks a few pins down just for variety and it's like she's obviously amazing at bowling but just <laughs> pretending don't worry Wakefields remain amazing at everything <laughs> of course of course yeah she can even just choose to just knock one or two over yeah. to, to, <laughs> just to mix it up a bit yeah <laughs> well he eventually uh, Chad suggests dinner and just thinking oh, it would be a hot dog stand at the side of the road but she agrees <laughs> and he says that she knows a place near the water in Big Mesa and she somehow likes this mis- likes the mystery vibe why oh god yeah she's always been intrigued by guys with some mystery about them it's like has that ever actually worked out well for you the last guy that had some mystery about you put your sister in the boot of a car and tried oh, to true. kidnap her true and then there you was know? the other one who you were right having a uh, rivalry over with Lilo who you thought was a prince and you turned out to be a drug addict exactly mystery never works out well for these girls when it comes to like oh he's so mysterious like no he's gonna try and kill you probably oh he's got a box of drugs <laughs> unspecified drugs oh actually Chad definitely has a box of drugs oh this guy for sure has a box of drugs it's literally his his entrepreneurial job Uh, meanwhile Liz and Todd have arrived at Rick's and it's a it turns out it's an upscale hamburger joint yeah it sounds nice it's like it's on the water and it's got like quality lights and a deck out to the side Um, yeah it sounds sounds Mm, pretty cool I'd love to go to an upscale hamburger joint by the water Someday, um, they uh, they they decide that before they eat, they have to do some sleuthing, and uh, it turns out it's it's got nautical decor. (laughs) This is very exciting. (laughs) New venue, Uh, hooray! Yeah, true. Well, wonder will they ever go back to Rick's place? Will this be put in the cannon? Funny, turn up on the TV show. The right things are going. We had the shady lady cropped up. We're consistently we we are consistently surprised by the TV show. So who knows? Well, uh, none of the, the trio of men are, are there. Surprise, surprise. Um, but Liz shows the hostess of the restaurant the fo- uh, her precious photo. And the hostess recognises the blonde guy. Mm, yeah, apparently he's been in in the, in the past week mm. a few times. She's never seen the other guys in the picture. Um, but she says, look, this guy has definitely been in here, but she doesn't know anything about him, doesn't know his name or, or what he does or any of that kind of stuff. Says, look, maybe the bartender will be able to help you. But uh, he doesn't have anything for them either. So they just have to sit down and, and order some lovely food, unfortunately, for them. Yeah, good big description of everything they eat. It does sound quite delicious. It really does, yeah. Mm. Well, uh, they... Um, they they're sort of finishing their feast. They're just about to, they're debating whether or not to get dessert. But who should come into the restaurant? <gasps> it's Jessica and the man from the photo. <gasps> it's true. And they have a good view in the mirror next to their booth, but they can't be seen because uh, Jessica and Chad don't have a mirror in theirs. So she realises, Liz realises this was be the boy that Jessica was trying to tell her about earlier. And she has a bad feeling about it because uh, Jess looks uncomfortable. Of course, Todd thinks it's obviously fine. 
Oh God. Yeah. Like, I mean, in fairness, she she can read her sister, you know, mm. quite well and can see that she's clearly uncomfortable. Like Jess is all kind of her shoulders are all tense and she's kind of holding the menu out in front of her nearly like a shield or something. And she's like, no, yeah. no, this, this is a bad date and potentially worse again because she's like, look, this is the guy from the photo. And now Jess is with him like this could all go very wrong very quickly. Yes. And we cut to Jess's POV and she's having a terrible time because Chad isn't even bothering to make an effort. He's just, he's like, apart from him being a criminal, he's just a terrible date. <laughs> yeah. He is not much fun at all. Because no. um, <laughs> he's just, um, yeah, he he doesn't really talk to her much no. at all. And then when he does, he just says, look, you know, what's the story with this photograph? I've been I've been looking forward to see it, uh, to seeing this photograph. And Jess is just like, why is he so obsessed with this fucking photograph? <laughs> um, so she's just like, oh, you know, silly me. I don't have it with me. It just slipped my mind. But he kind of turns a bit his oh, his yeah. face hardens and he scowls and he's like well you told me you'd bring it and she's a bit surprised by this reaction so she's like oh yeah no i left it in the dark room at school um and he gets real angry he's like no you didn't i've already looked there Uh-oh. and she starts to realize that oh shit this is the guy who broke into the dark room and she's kind of starting to wonder now what's going on here but uh before she kind of thinks of, of anything else to say he reaches across and kind of grabs her wrist really tightly and is like let's go find this picture now jessica um so it's it's getting kind of scary now because he's really grabbing onto her wrist and he's he's yeah before her eyes chad had changed from a cute boy to a dangerous man I mean, he, he he was about 25, so he can't have been that much of a cute boy. No, he was a dangerous man from the get-go. Yes. <laughs> and also, Jessica, again, I don't want to victim blame, but literally, he was following you in a car. and you, I know. I, that is not a meat cute. That is how you get murdered. Exactly. <sighs> and he's, Chad says, no more games. Jessica thinks this is a game, and I don't know the rules. <gasps> a dangerous game indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so meanwhile Liz has noticed Jessica's scared expression and then sees Chad grab her arm and sort of drag her out of her seat so Liz and Todd try to give chase but they get caught up in a crowd of new arrivals coming into Rick's place <laughs> yeah she hears the hostess say Kimball party of 25 and she's like oh we're, we're setting up tables in the side room and she's trying to push her way through the crowd and she's like excuse me excuse me and getting really anxious and then it's like a boy about her age playfully refused to step out of Elizabeth's path oh my God. what's the hurry stick around and help me celebrate my birthday <laughs> Todd put a hand on the boy's shoulder and shoved him aside <laughs> hey the boy exclaimed indignantly like that kid is lucky he didn't get a box in the face I mean... of Todd because <laughs> fists of fury, fury. <laughs> It's going to happen. So he got away lightly with just a shove, to be honest. Certainly did. <laughs> you could just picture Todd just fucking swinging dicks on the way out of this place. <laughs> Fighting his way out. Just punching children. Oh, ladies, he doesn't give a shit. We're getting out of here, Liz. <laughs> well, he's in a rage. He's in a rage. There's no stopping him. Well, there is stopping him when they get out to the car because it won't start well, again. <laughs> Shit! All this ignition bullshit comes back again. Um, this was just the so point they, of it all. Just so they couldn't spring it on us out of nowhere. His car won't start. So it's just uh, tension and Liz being stressed and the car, like they can see Chad's car pulling away. His blue convertible is disappearing off up the road. Uh, oh, but they pull up beside them. That's it before uh, before mm. they head out of the car park. So Jessica kind of turns and sees Todd and Liz. And obviously she had no idea that they were here at all. So she's just like, whoa. Um, but she points at her jacket, <gasps> yes. her cheerleading jacket. And Liz is like, why would she point at that? Was that Jessica trying to send her a signal of some kind? It's so mysterious. Oh my God. How but dim anyway, are you, Liz? Yeah, 
so Chad anyway is is gone out the gap. They have taken off in his car, and uh, Todd is still trying to start his BMW. <laughs> and eventually, the engine starts. So they uh, they got a bit of a head start, but they'll catch them. Todd says with with confidence, nothing can outrun this car. <laughs> Very cocky, Todd. Well, there's a, there's a high speed chase, which could be mm. exciting, but isn't. And, no, it's really not. <laughs> and then the police pull Todd over for speeding. And uh, they tell the police that Liz's sister has been kidnapped. I mean, it was oh, her turn, God. I suppose. It, you know, it's only fair. <laughs> it was Liz's go the last time. <laughs> Mom said it's my turn to be kidnapped. <laughs> Because I guess the first time they were both kidnapped, remember? Because it was Rick Andover took them off oh, in the car and then was the they were rescued by Todd in the Fists of Fury. Girls, you just have to share your kidnappers every so often. Stop hugging the kidnappers. Maybe it'll be a double one the next time. Maybe. <laughs> They're due well, one, surely. Yeah, that is true. Though, I mean, I feel like Liz's last kidnapping was quite recent. Hmm. Not that, yeah. not that long ago anyway um, well they uh, yeah they tell the police about the kidnapping and Liz realises what the message they received uh, so were. cryptic <laughs> she declares they're going to Sweet Valley High no shit I like when they say the name of the school because they actually don't that often that's true it's like when they say the name of a movie in a movie yeah, and you're like hey yeah, it is like that hey they said it they're going to <laughs> Sweet Valley High Woohoo! Drink! Yeah. God, if we ever do a drinking game in this, we'll be pissed before the first. Like and that's alcohol poisoning right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we definitely try. Yeah. We actually should. Yeah. Doubles from Mr. Collins. <laughs> um, well, we. Uh, uh, it turns out that Jessica told Chad the picture was in her locker. Yet another stalling tactic, and he won- she wonders, sort of in terror, what he'll do when he realizes that you know this is just another bluff. Um, and she was thrilled to see Todd give chase, but despairs when she sees the cops pulling out, pull him over. You should be pleased, Jessica. That means he, he can tell the police. I know it's so funny that her reaction to that is, oh no, they've been stopped by the cops, and now that's them out of the picture, and no one's coming to help me. It's like. No, no, this yeah. is fine. It's like, oh no, it'll take ages to get a speeding ticket written up. It's like, uh, I think they're going to say that they were chasing a kidnap victim. Yeah, the headline here is you being taken away against your will, Jessica. Indeed. So they arrive at the school and she tells them, oh, uh, you know, it'll be locked. But she gives another cruel laugh and then kicks <laughs> a window in. <laughs> Tell me, in my school, that would have to be a pretty high kick. I mean, yeah, or yeah, and a good kick at that as well. I mean, there's at least a bit of double glazing you'd imagine going on there, or that kind of tempered glass, like those those school windows. Yeah, yeah, like on the doors, they'd have the the, Mm. like metal things in it. Yeah, the grid in them. Yeah, Mm. I mean, the windows in my school were at least at waist height, so you'd have to be able to get in a pretty good high kick. Mm, True. Well, there was glass around the doorway of my school, so you. Oh, that's what there were. They were around mine as well. Yeah. Well, whatever he does, he's got feet of fury. And uh, actually, he does because he kicks in two things. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he's a kicking machine. Because <laughs> <laughs> they get in and Jess can't try. They go to Liz's locker. Jess tries to open it um, because, of course, she knows the combination. But her hands are shaking because she's so upset. And then Chad's flying feet <laughs> start kicking the locket. He just kicks it until the lock falls off. <laughs> And um, 
Yeah, then to- before you can do anything else, torches shine on them. And who could it be? <gasps> it's the cops being useful for once. <laughs> I mean, we're all surprised. I'm so surprised. <laughs> Well, Chad runs away from the police, but straight into Todd. No, no. <laughs> Poor Chad, because uh, oh. <laughs> you don't mess with Todd Wilkins. They're like rolling around on the ground in a fierce struggle. Uh, but then Jess screams because um, Chad is choking Todd. That's um, the attempt at drama in this fight. That's as, yes, that's as serious as it got. Because then Todd like immediately like thrusts him off. And an instant later, Todd has him pinned uh, in time for the cop to come and throw handcuffs on Chad. What were the cops doing while this fight was taking place? Just like standing there like lemons. I guess, yeah. <laughs> well, they arrest him. Jess is saved. And uh, they head in Todd's car to the police station. And Liz says, oh, the story's too long to explain. It really isn't. Truly, it is not. <laughs> and Jessica says, that's the last time I go out with a total stranger just because he's cute. And it's also the time, the last time I let somebody think I'm you. Talk about a double whammy. I mean, <laughs> neither of these promises are true. <laughs> no. Like, she's going to do both. Of course she is. There wouldn't be a series without her doing both. <laughs> then they get to the police station. Richard is just sitting there, I guess, in the lobby or something. I don't know how the fuck this police station works. But then gets a little bit OTG. (laughs) (laughs) He Um. says, twins, Chad muttered. I should have known. Twins (laughs) have caused me nothing but trouble. (laughs) (laughs) And then Liz hands over the the photo to the police. And Chad, who's just a terrible criminal just bursts out into like a full confession oh yeah he is not good at this um yeah as soon as he sees the photograph he's like that idiot ron hunter if it hadn't been for him and liz is like ron hunter and jess is like who's ron hunter and like this is meant to be an interrogation by the cops so why are these children standing around in the room (laughs) asking stupid questions and being in the way like oh my god like (laughs) it's it's so unprofessional I I just don't really understand why it's also happening in like I guess the lobby of the police station. Oh, they must be in a in an interrogation room or something. I don't think they are. I think they just arrive in. (laughs) Oh no! And offers their ushers them into a conference room. Oh, they're in a conference 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 room. room. I apologize, Kate William. (laughs) How dare you question the uh, the Sweet Valley Police Force (laughs) and the fine work they do? (laughs) They're very professional handling of young witnesses to a drug. Criminal. I know they still have literal children standing around in an interrogation yeah. for no reason. <laughs> Good, sweet Jesus. Uh, well, yeah, the cop asks, um, "Can you explain how uh, Ron was Ron Hunter was on the beach in Sweet Valley with you at the very same time he was testifying in Washington D.C.?" And Chad reveals the shocking truth. Oh. <laughs> Twins, he answers with a bitter laugh. That's Ron Hunter in the picture, all right. The guy in Washington pretending to be Ron and his, twi- his twin brother, Rich. And Liz is like, identical twins, of course. Why didn't I have all people think of that? It's like, because grown adults don't tend to do fucking twin switches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chad just breaks very easily. Uh, they don't even have to just ask him a question. He just blabbers it all out. He says, Ron and Rich were both involved with us selling drugs. But Ooh. Ron went soft. Said he didn't want to make money from ruling people's lives anymore. So he got <laughs> out of it and turned stool pigeon. Oh, sorry. He turned in former. <laughs> he blew the whistle on us. The biggest operation in the country. And the government had no idea we even existed until he told them. Um, so, yeah, they decided they're going to kidnap him before you can name names. 
and his brother took his place to testify. <laughs> and to change the story so it would uh, it would cover all their tracks. Yeah. But... And he says, it would have worked too if it hadn't been for her. Or her. Whichever one was on the beach that day. Oh, God. Yes. Because <laughs> apparently the reason they were on the beach is because they took Ron for a little airing at the car. They made the mistake of treating the guy like an old friend instead of the backstabbing traitor he really is. So they took him for a drive to get some fresh air. <laughs> took him out for a little spin. And uh, apparently they were, at, they were at a stoplight near the beach and the next thing they knew he just jumped right out of the car and made a break for it because their car doesn't have any fucking locks on the door, I no. Oh, well, there was no central locking back then. Okay, yeah, fine. So we could just open it. But you think they put okay. him between people in the back? Took him out for some ice cream and the fucker <laughs> ran away. Can you believe it? <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, Liz, because she's able to like interrogate him here in this bizarre setup, points out mm-hmm. just a rub in salt in the wound for poor old Chad um, that she would never have noticed the resemblance between the man in her photo and the man on TV if they hadn't made such a big deal of trying to get the photo uh, or get the camera in the first yeah. place. That's, That's what made her suspicious. So it's all their own fault. Yes. <laughs> And Chad says he only thought of getting hold of the picture when he saw Jessica by chance. And he thinks it was all a trap, which, uh, I mean, that would be one interesting plot. It would. (laughs) And then they finally lead Chad away. Oh, my God. Like, do you want to call these children's parents or anything? No, no, We're just going to have them hanging around with a a criminal involved in a fucking, like a federal case or something (laughs) that's going on in the Senate. I don't know. This is ridiculous. Well, just speaking of things that are ridiculous, the detective says that he's going to talk to the kids or tomorrow, but then says, for now, I'd just like to shake your hands. You've done the whole country a great service. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> and uh, Jessica jokes that it's all about Liz's magic camera. And uh, Liz corrects herself and thinks, my camera and me. Then she corrected herself, Regina's camera and me. Shoehorn Regina's name in there to justify the title. The title, yeah. We cut to the cafeteria and it's a few days later and Amy points out that Jessica has been on national TV twice in a few weeks. So I guess starring Jessica happened in the last fortnight. I guess, yeah. So yeah, because her her stint on Eric Parker's talk show about a month back apparently didn't really count uh, (laughs) because they remind us that it wasn't actually Jessica on it at all. It was Liz. But nobody knows that, so it's all good. True. Well, the drug operation, it turns out, has been busted because Ron Hunter was freed from his captivity and Rich Hunter and the twin who took his place broke down and confessed all. Uh, Todd and the twins are national sensations. And understandably, Lila, rightly, is disgusted. <laughs> she is not impressed. Yeah, she's like, this is the one who was trying to track down criminals. You were just trying to get a date. <laughs> and Jessica's like, oh, I don't think of myself as a hero. It's like, yeah, well, you shouldn't. <laughs> we're told Lila always pouted when Jessica was in the spotlight. Jessica was sure that in a moment or two, Lila would remind them all of her bit role in Jamie Peters' upcoming movie. I mean, I wish we did get more info about this because I want to read about that. Not- no. Like maybe they'll drop something in in the next book again that she'll have been in it or something. I don't know. I, I hope they, they don't just forget about this because I do want to know more. Yes, me too. Um, And it was like, it's it's a tantalising thing. They could get a whole B plot out of that. Definitely, yeah. Maybe they will in the next book. Fingers crossed. Oh no, God, the next book is going to be Yeah, no, we've just remembered the next uh, book. Uh, <laughs> 
well, Toddler and Shelley, who's their best mate now, having not been <laughs> see, we haven't seen hide nor hair of her since her <laughs> since her basketball book, uh, joins the gang. And um, Jessica begs Liz not to take any photos of them over lunch, but Liz says the project is still a secret, and she tells Shelley, thinking she would be interested, that while some of the dark gear, dark room gear is kind of fucked, enough of it's in working order so they can you know start developing photos again and. Uh, Shelley isn't really enthusiastic. Yeah, she just kind of shrugs when Liz is saying, um, like talking about the dark room and letting her know what the story is. And, and Liz kind of mentions that she bumped into Jim, um, you know, and and was chatting to him about it and how excited he was that they'll be able to to get it back up and running for their like the club's meeting later on today. Um, but Liz or like Shelley's just like, yeah, I'm sure she's just not interested and a bit sarcastic when she's talking about Jim. So Liz is like, oh, was something wrong between her and Jim? She's like, I'll have to find out about this another time. Oh, um, like. Why? This is none of your business. Go away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, by the way, Liz, Jess is telling Maria she wasn't scared at all by Chad and says that if Liz and the police hadn't shown up when they did, I was going to improvise a few karate moves. Now, I know this is ridiculous. <laughs> and she does say, yeah, you know, Maria, variations on some of our cheerleading kicks. However, Jessica did like cheerleader kick a knife out of somebody's <gasps> hand at some point. True. Good now, point. It might have been in one of the like summer edition, super edition books, potentially. Was yeah. It but she yeah, did. Drew. You know, she did. I do remember that. She did pull off a cheer kick <laughs> defense hey, move. Because this is ridiculous when you read it, but I did kind of stop and go, you know what? She has done in the past. <laughs> she is capable of this. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. But then Liz sees something completely bizarre. Just. Ms. Belisario, the music teacher, who I think actually was in it before, wasn't she? Was she oh, in the talent show one? Yeah, I think so, maybe. And she's sitting with a group of students. Why is she in the cafeteria with them? <laughs> and she, can you tell us what she's doing? Well, Mrs. Belisario has arranged several half-full seltzer bottles in a row and using a spoon, she was improvising a tune on the bottles and making the students laugh. I mean, good for you, I guess, Mrs. Belisario. But like, surely you'd be spending your lunch break getting the fuck away from these idiots. You but... would think... I mean, do you? Mm. I mean, it sounds quite delightful for her, but like, I don't really know why. Uh, what, I mean, there's so many questions unanswered in this scene. Does she normally hang out with her students? Does she have a little gang? <laughs> is it like glee and just as inappropriate? Like... Oh, God. Well, I mean, it is Sweet Valley High. You never know. Mm. But I mean, like it does seem like this never is... does this. Well, you know, more's the pity. Maybe he should hang around the cafeteria more and we'd see more of him. <laughs> um, so, uh, if, if only, sorry, I was just actually at a moment of, I, I, I was trying to avoid a cough and I realised it sounded like I was having a moment of mourning for the lack of Mr. Collins. <laughs> just getting a bit gruff and teary eyed the thoughts of Mr. Collins. <laughs> <laughs> if only he was hanging around the No, no, I don't want no, we don't want no, him to be hanging around the cafeteria. No. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um Liz uh, sees Shelley looking she takes a photo of this for a photo essay, and while she does it, she sees Shelley looking wistfully and angrily at the same time at Jim. Oh, and thinks the next mystery she'd solve would be the one concerning Jim and Shelley. I mean, if you insist. Oh god. Mm. <laughs> we cut to Saturday morning. And the photo club gang are getting ready to put up their mural. They've covered the wall in plastic sheeting and they're armed with glue guns. And Jim gazes fondly at all their amazing work. Now, frankly, Claire's work 
should <laughs> should result in a restraining order. <laughs> Explain what she did. Deeply Please inappropriate. So fucking inappropriate. Oh my god. So that when they're played off as like, <clears throat> sorry, as like a funny thing because it's like Claire's were hilarious. She had snuck into the boys' locker room and caught the football team in their towels. What? <laughs> like Claire? What? No. Not cool, Claire. But also gives luck. <laughs> <laughs> Ken oh, yeah. Pride Place. I mean, she- come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, no, it's it's very inappropriate. Um, but yeah, that's that's that was Claire's angle, apparently. Um, and they kind of yeah, they kind of tell us what each person. Like each person kind of has an area of the mural to to put up their bits. Mm. And ugh, Andy's photographs were sensitive studies of interracial friendships at Sweet Valley High and include a beautiful portrait of Patty and Dee Dee, which sounds lovely. However, mm. Neil Fremont is the one that should be fucking doing a bit of work. Yes. And, you know, maybe yes. <laughs> looking at interracial friendships and, and the dynamics thereof. Exactly. Whereas Andy, I feel like should have been able to just go off and, and take pictures of his band or do Bad some. Happy, yeah. What is it? Happy. Happy or shit. <laughs> Don't you remember our twenty minute segue about Badger versus Bad <laughs> and the origins thereof? <laughs> Only too well. <laughs> Oh god! But yeah, it just kind of sucks that Andy can't even just like have a photo project that isn't somehow related to yes. like racial issues, and he can't just fucking enjoy himself and take some band photos. I know. Well, I think I didn't notice it until you said it earlier. But you were right. Everybody's photo project is related to the book about them. Yeah, they stay in their lanes. They really do. Um, so yeah, Dee Dee's recorded the art life of the arts at Sweet Valley High, which of course her book was kind of about her losing her artistic vision. Neil's pictures, if I guess we must describe them, <laughs> um, where are it turns out it's actually is a good idea. He got people who are standing in the cafeteria uh, queue to make to face sort of show what they thought of cafeteria food. So it's actually a, co- a good idea for a photo. It actually project. is. Begrudgingly, it's a good mm. idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alan's are group shots. And then Jim's project is actually really nice as, as well. It's quite sweet, actually. Yeah, yeah. because uh, Liz wonders what, what his angle is because he never actually said what it would mm. be. And when he hands her his photographs, uh, she looks through them and she's like, oh, they're of us. So it's actually the photography club in action. Yeah. Uh, like working on their pictures and chatting about their project and working away in the dark room. And there's a picture of Liz as well that makes her laugh because she's like, because nobody really noticed him taking photos yeah. uh, while they were all busy at work. So it's actually quite nice that there's also just a record of them with their yeah. club. So that actually is quite cute. It is really cute. Then he phrases Liz's fix. <laughs> and she says, I just hope it's not too obvious which teachers I like best. And Jim says, Not too obvious, indicating a nine by twelve of Mr. Collins. It's like that enlarger was clearly put to work because we got bumped up to a nine by twelve, baby. <laughs> Just Mr. Collins serving up his sizzling wish. Oh my god, amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, it is the next best thing to have him in the book. Because he has been in a book for a while now. It's been a while, yeah. We need some Mr. Collins content. Mm. 
Well, Jim and Shelley, or sorry, Jim and Liz work side by side putting their pictures up and Jim wonders if he could confide his worries about Shelley, who's still basically ignoring him. For fuck's sake, Shelley. Yeah, they're really kind of tearing the ice out of this B-plot now at this stage. Oh my God. Um, so he he do, he confides his his uh, fears and Liz says, maybe you can use the photo mural to show your feelings and says, a picture's worth a thousand words, remember? Shelley will be looking at the mural along with everyone else. Put up a picture that will get a special message across to her. And Jim says, Liz, you're a genius. Stop encouraging her. <laughs> no, I mean, if you say so, Jim. Well, Shelley arrives at, on Monday at school. With Kathy, doesn't even get a line again. And Kathy, a Greg. Ugh, boo. <laughs> There's a buzz in the air, and then she sees the mural. Yeah, so I suppose I mean, yeah, begrudgingly, it is kind of a nice surprise. I suppose that everybody mm. sees the mural all together at the same time and didn't know it was happening. So it's uh, the many faces of Sweet Valley High, a photo essay. So then she realizes this is the the project, and she kind of thinks. Uh, oh yeah, I should boycott it on principle, Shelley thought. Oh, Remembering sorry. how annoyed and hurt she had been by Jim's secret. I was like, come on, Shelley, get over it. But uh, the mural had captured her attention and everyone's kind of laughing and pointing and finding pictures of themselves and, you know, showing each other the, the bits and pieces and, and having a great time mm. looking at it. So it is quite a nice project. But uh, yeah, she kind of sees now that, uh, you know, what, what all the, the hush-hush stuff was about because everybody's been caught in nice kind of candid moments and it actually is, mm. is quite a, a good... Uh, you know, end result of yes. this project. And then she sees right in the middle the photo that we're told told Shelley that Jim loved her as much as ever. Of course he mm-hmm. does. That she still held first place in his heart. Why did you doubt it, Shelley? Unless you don't want him to have any interests far from you. <laughs> it is, of course, the photo he took that featured in the book about them. Yes, it's the photo of her uh, playing basketball. It was like her in the air mm. and it um, it ended up in the winning a Sweet Valley News competition. It? Uh, so it's it's kind of like kind of a photo that really had a, a pivotal moment in them getting together uh, or a pivotal role in them getting together. So she's like, oh, this is his message to me. And yes, we're all good again now. So they, they make up uh, yes. finally because this was stupid. Oh, robbing me of my will to live. <laughs> it was like, draining it really, reading about it. It really was. <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, Jess, Liz and Todd look at the pics and Todd praises Tina Ayala's series, which sounds nauseating. Oh, God, hers is like, oh, what is it? Sweet Valley Sweethearts or some bullshit. Yes. My notes say, can you fucking imagine? (laughs) It includes a picture of Liz on Todd's shoulders. Um, And, uh, yeah, they see... Mr. and Mrs. Morrow coincidentally come in. Yeah, they've just uh, entered the school building. Um, so they go over to say hello. And uh, Sky is like, oh, Liz, I see you've been putting Regina's camera to good use. Um, so they're all you know, congratulate them on their mm-hmm. bravery and all the, the great things they did. But um, yeah, she wonders what they're doing at Sweet Valley High. And she's like, oh, yeah, we, we want to talk to Mr. Cooper about making a gift to the school because they heard about the dark room getting wrecked. So they're going to donate funds to re-equip the room. Yes. So that's actually quite nice. Yeah, it is a nice thing to do. And um, yeah, I, I did think initially, like, because they say that they're here to see Andrea's pictures. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, this is the most contrived thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but the, um, like, Andrea's been going out with your son for literally a week. So, <laughs> but yeah, the darkroom stuff makes sense. 
And um, yes, Liz says that uh, she's moved to see, or Mrs. Morrow, sorry, is moved to see that Liz included that photo of her and Regina on the wall. Like she added it to the uh, to the faces of Sweet Valley High. And mm. Liz says, because I've used her camera, I felt as if Regina were at my side. We did this together. Regina contributed to this photo essay as much of it as any of us. Did she though? No, she did not. <laughs> like without being a bitch. Yeah. No, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mrs. Barr wipes away a tear and says, Come on, Kirsch, let's go and see that she spas who are here. What did Nicholas and Regina always call him? Chrome Dome Cooper. I mean, why did Nicholas call him anything? Because he didn't go to the fucking school. He doesn't go here. Never did. Get out of here, Nicholas. <laughs> well, Elizabeth then ridiculously wonders if it was because of Regina and her camera that she felt so driven to discover the connection between the photo and the drug ring in the news. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, she's talking to Todd about it yeah. and he's like, oh, because drugs caused Regina's death. And she's like, yes, oh, it's God. almost as if in a weird sort of way, some justice has been done because with the help of Regina's camera, a major drug ring was exposed. Who knows how many lives have been saved? Like, <laughs> shut up. This is just them remembering <laughs> the name of the book and having to tie it back in together because it's just, it's so tenuous. It's so annoying. I'm sorry. I hate this. <laughs> so tenuous like really like oh maybe my subconscious wanted me to take down this drug ring because Regina died because of drugs oh god <laughs> fucking hell um, so uh, yeah uh, she um, she whispers thanks Regina oh god you know throw me the ghost if you're going to put us through all this yes oh my god <laughs> why wasn't there a ghost just throw in an out haunting from Regina and then we'd be in business and I wouldn't be so cross you never get that sadly <laughs> I mean, when they were doing all the crazy vampires and, and werewolves and stuff, you'd think they'd have thrown in Regina's ghost once in a while. Yeah, throw in a seance. Bring back Regina as yeah. a ghost. <laughs> Sweet Valley Nights, come on. <laughs> the TV series would if they ever had real Regina in it, which I don't think they, they ever do. Oh, I don't think they do, but they yeah. totally would. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're on for batshit stuff. Oh, like they that. 100% are. <laughs> we already had a ghost. And more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, that's it for Liz for this book, thank God. And yeah. the cheerleaders admire their photos and Amy offers around some donuts and Robin hesitates before taking one. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Um, Jessica says, like, one won't hurt you, but secretly thinks if she had been fat once the way Robin had, Jessica was sure she would limit herself to carrot sticks for the rest of her life. She's just such a miserable bitch. Mm. And we're remind we're rem- reminded that of course now Robin was one of the most beautiful girls at Sweet Valley High, and co-captain of the cheerleaders. And Robin takes. Oh, sorry, go on. Right. No, no, I just, I was just like, I hate this. <laughs> like no. even more than the tenuous Regina stuff. It's like, oh, like the book, you know, it was fine, but then all this at the end is just like, oh, fuck this anyway. <laughs> well, and it's going to get worse in the next book, listeners, because mm. Robin takes a bite but says, maybe I shouldn't eat this, or I'll have to move to the bottom row of the pyramid. And Jessica kind of realizes that Robin is like fishing for some reassurance, but she can't be arsed giving it because she's a, a horrible person. 
yeah she just doesn't care about this um she's like yeah anyway robin doesn't have anything to worry about she was a knockout a sweet valley high cheerleader and a champion diver oh yeah because remember she, she's also really into diving from diving. that one book. yeah where she didn't go to sarah lawrence because she had to I follow guess. her diving dreams indeed yes and uh she has her gorgeous boyfriend george and as far as jess can see robin's life was picture perfect mm. uh so then jessica grimly thinks maybe i'm the one who shouldn't be gobbling these donuts um yeah so they kind of they all kind of wander off uh to class i think and robin casts one last glance over her shoulder at the photograph on the wall but yeah it's basically a page and a half of kind of grim robin stuff yes yes uh yeah she gazes at the photo on the wall which i guess is meant to be her thinking does she like she's worried about her appearance or something Mm. and uh that's the end thank god that's over with (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can you read us out please oh I can uh, will Robin's past come back to haunt her find out in Sweet Valley High number 74 the perfect girl and perfect girl is the eating disorder book so this that is just, one is going to be grim as yeah fuck, so yeah. this is just a heads up for everybody who might find that um, upsetting it is like their attempt to handle the topic of eating disorders so just as the as friend against friend was um, their attempt to uh, tackle um, racism and racist violence. This is their eating disorder one. So just if you want to skip it, oh, yeah. you're not going to miss anything in the overall continuity because there isn't one. So um, yeah, just so you know, um, it might not be uh, might it might be not not be one for everybody. It's yeah, it's it's most likely going to be pretty tough going. Yes. Um, but uh, before we go down to that depressing, uh, that depressing <laughs> route, the, the next time, do you have some stats and outfits? I'm I'm going to try and rescue this downer of an ending. Yes. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, well, now look. Okay. So the the blue green eyes only got one mention. Mm. Uh, I know the blondness got two mentions. But this is because Chad and his white blonde hair ate up all of the mentions because he was referred to as what? blonde. 12 times <laughs> he is so blonde he is blonder than Jessica and Elizabeth combined that is how blonde this guy is <laughs> wow 12 yeah it was hilarious I mean some of that now is because it was Liz doesn't know what his name is so she just keeps calling him the blonde guy the blonde guy <laughs> the blonde man in the photograph oh <laughs> fair was, enough fair enough it, it got very funny though counting them up because it literally got to 12 <laughs> that's we've ever had that many in anything before have we so many <laughs> oh my god yeah he, so this randomer currently holds the blonde in his record oh, which is sake. an outrageous development it is that seems wrong it does somehow oh god oh, um, what about yeah, then, okay we have two reasonably solid outfits we have jessica getting ready for her date with super duper blonde chad oh yeah um so she wears a silk tank top, but of course, oh, uh, changing good. up from a blouse, you know, it's summer. She's True. I mean, it's pretty hot here there. at the moment. I mean, oh, when God. I say hot, I mean by Irish standards. I think it was by like Irish standards. It's very warm. two or three degrees today. Yeah. Which is hot for us. Um, that is hot for us. We're not built for heat and no. neither is this country because we don't have air conditioning. So, so don't oh. make fun of us Americans. <laughs> 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 so yes she wears her silk tank top and a mini skirt and this is what she wears uh with her sweet valley high cheerleading jacket mm. so it's quite the outfit it really is um, God, and... going with that 
it's a bit higgledy piggledy, but look, she, I'm sure she made it work. Um, Liz, then when she's going over to Todd's house for dinner, uh, she wears a deep pink sleeveless dress and a <gasps> strand of pearls. Pearls, no less. I'm surprised it's taken her that long to wear like such an ultimate waspy outfit. Isn't it? Like, I, I'm also getting kind of Marge Simpson from it oh, with like sleeveless dress. And okay, pearls. that's better. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes. <laughs> It's like Lila can wear sleeveless dress and pearls and I'm like, oh, Lila, she's amazing. Like Liz does it and I'm like, oh, all right, Marge Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Lila can pull this off. You can't. (laughs) So true for so many things. (laughs) Any more outfits? That was it, I think, on the outfits. Yeah, it was that and and then Chad's tight Mm T-shirt. But uh, who cares about that? (laughs) I think we really need a fancy dress party or some sort of big bash i can't believe i'm saying there should be another dance at sweet valley but you know we get outfits you know, when they have dances that's it yeah and actually i feel like there actually hasn't been a dance in a little while at this stage maybe not since liz got kidnapped at that i think i think affair. we're over we are overdue a dance oh, or two okay for sure bringing on though i mean that would i don't know if there will be one in the next book mm. Mm. we'll have to wait and see <sighs> Well, listeners, let us know what you thought of Regina's legacy. Were you as bored as we were? Because <laughs> um, we were pretty bored. I... Yes, however, if you were bored by the episode, don't tell us because that'll hurt our feelings. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but, but do let us know what you uh, what you thought of the book. Because yeah. we, do, we do always love hearing from you. You can contact us on Twitter at... Uh, at SVH Podcast. And uh, of course, we do always love hearing from you there. And uh, you can um, also contact us on Instagram where people had a lot to say about Rockstar's Girl. Oh my God, so much to say and to dig into. Like truly the mystery of Lila's marimba is... I think it's just captured everybody's imagination. We need to launch an investigation oh, as Lord. to what the hell this instrument actually was. Because so theories, theories are abounding in the comments. They really are. Now, it has been pointed out by quite a few people. Um, or, yes, Jen Cantrell, 79, said, I need to know what instrument Lila and I were, or Lila was, uh, was actually playing. Maybe a dobro or an auto harp. It definitely was not a marimba. I feel my life will not know peace until I figure this out. <laughs> it's definitely not an auto harp. I have an auto harp. Um, oh. And uh, so so it definitely isn't one of them because they have buttons. But um, yes, Sunshine Magic replied and said, that's what I was thinking. But I think at one point they mentioned strings, which totally confused me. Maybe they were talking about the keys. Lol. And uh, Miss Warren B said, the one thing we can definitely agree on is that it's not a marimba. True. <laughs> Yeah, it's very confusing. There are some um these actually Miss Mora B again said it's a um mbira, a type of thumb piano also known as a kalimba. <gasps> so that was a potential one. Yes. Um then was it Oh, this is your sister Lisa. Isn't yes. This was envisaging something like a hammer dulcimer. Um a friend of mine does have a dulcimer, but I think uh-huh. it does have strings, but it, um so yeah, it could be. But I think the kalimba might be it. Maybe. Then, yeah, Neri, uh, Neri Siren, uh, who comes in with the great comments always, oh, yes. said that it could be a Lithuanian canklus, which is yes. like a zither that you place flat on a table and pluck with your fingers. Yes. Like, 
it could be any one of these things. We still don't really know, to be honest. No. <laughs> but it definitely had strings. So we know that much. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it's it's a confusing thing. This whole, uh, this, this whole, this whole marimba dream of Lila's. But we love hearing your speculations. So if anybody else has come up with any more theories, um, let us know. And uh, yes, somebody uh, pointed out that Max Sharp is a funny name for a music teacher. And it is. It's great. I didn't even cop that. But yes, absolute like bit of nominative determinism. Always enjoy that. <laughs> Lizzie 49 said, I always appreciate your always sunny uh, references. Do we think Nicholas has a N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S <laughs> plan for seduction? Yes. yes. 100%. <laughs> we have to please suggest listeners what it could be. Because <laughs> I shudder to think. Oh God, the thoughts of it. <laughs> Um, yes we we love hearing from you on Instagram and in case you're not uh, an Instagram user you can always go and see the wondrous graphics that Karen has produced over there um, at instagram.com slash svh podcast also in our highlights at the moment are the Sweet Valley Queer Icons poll (laughs) there could be only one winner I mean it was only ever going to be our favourite front woman. Dana Larson. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, she stampeded her way to the final. It was very exciting. There was still plenty of absolute fucking chaos oh my in the early stages. <laughs> so it's all been saved to highlights if you missed any of the, the ups and downs and roller coaster it took together. Poor old Tom McKay, actual legitimate LGBT character, <laughs> got the boot unceremoniously. Oh, yeah, he I mean, he's a boring character. Sorry, Tom. I know, poor Tom. But yeah, the actual the actual bit of OG representation, <laughs> which just wasn't enough to see him through. Uh, surprisingly, Enid, absolute dark horse. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess we're all more sold than ever on the, the conspiracy theory that she has a massive crush on Liz. It's looking more and more likely. I mean, maybe that uh, all the talking about looking for boys is just compensating from her true love for Liz. That's it. She's just, She's yeah, trying to... from her, her true... Trying her, to- Cover her tracks. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she. You're too good for Enid, so you're better off True. finding somebody else, yeah. <laughs> uh, male or female. Like they just follow your own path. Don't follow Very the true. Sweet Valley Wakefield worshiping <laughs> obsession. <laughs> well, she does go off the rails in in college and call herself Alex and ditch Liz altogether. So you know, oh, good for that her. That is true. Though it has to be said that when I read that, I was like Enid. Oh. <laughs> run from your past oh (laughs) well listeners let us know what you think who is the ultimate queer icon of sweet valley high we have to use our imaginations here because there is only one canonically queer character but you know there was so much projection going on but it was great fun (laughs) oh a lot and you can follow the twists and turns of the polls by checking out the highlights over at svh uh, podcast on instagram and uh that's it from us from for this episode, everybody. But we will see the members of Pi Beta Alpha over in the clubhouse next week when we see this book enacted. I mean, I'm so pleased with our timing on this, to be honest. Just <laughs> because it's total coincidence. It worked out so well and it was pure chance. But uh, yeah, we get to see the, the TV show's take on this uh, on this storyline. Superior take, I would say. Definitely <laughs> superior take. And let's just yeah. say that the denouement is much more satisfying. Very much. 
So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, see our Pi Beta Alpha sisters over in the clubhouse next week. And we will see everybody else right here in two weeks when we find out what happens. Probably. When Robin is determined to be the perfect girl. See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade.